That's a good thing. Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. <clears throat> I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has a specific movie genre. Mine is horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. Things that irk the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> Things uh, that irk the shit out of me. Thanks, Rex. <laughs> trying to... Thanks, Rex. I was going to bring up it's my birthday, but, but you fucked it up. Instead, it's things that irk the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Like when we talk about nail polish, because we like it. And we both did our nails today. Both your nails every I day. did my nails for Carly. <laughs> so anyway. I forgot I we were recording job, today. So. I took mine off. Damn it, man. Come on. I needed to file the Thor besties one. with testes. Well. But then I was like, oh, we're podcasting tomorrow. So then, yes. I'm going to paint anyway. them before I see you late. <laughs> well, normally we select underappreciated movies, but no. Not this, this is, week? This is John's birthday pick. Sweet. It's his it's, birthday. It's my motherfucking birthday. Continuing how, the month of birthday picks. How is he going to top Blue Streak as a pick? I picked mm. Iron Man. <laughs> I repeat. <laughs> question stands. I want you guys to all know, speaking of Blue Streak, in the latest Audra report, she says she had never heard the phrase, the juice is worth the squeeze. Ooh. <laughs> but Ken had, although he didn't think he had ever said it out loud. So someone at work today said, well, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. And I got very excited. <laughs> she didn't understand why. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who was that? Melissa. Oh, Melissa said it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. MJ, we call her. For Michael Jackson? No, because her name is Mary Jane. Oh. You just called her Melissa, though. So, anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> her name is I, Mary Jane. It's not. And they call her Melissa for short. That'd be a weird choice for your parents. <laughs> so anyway. Not the weirdest choice ever. But a so this choice. movie. So let me tell you why this movie is better than Blue Streak. Oh. Okay. Because your movie was supposed to have a sequel that got canceled because of it. And this sparked a 20 movie marathon of awesome. I maintain I mean, that Blade 20? sparked a 20. <laughs> well, by the time that um, Endgame, there was 22 movies in the MCU, no. so you throw out a couple shitters. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that Blade has actually inspired that resurgence. <laughs> um, no, because Blade was made by another company. This Lines. was made by but Marvel. This is how Marvel realized they could make money, though. They had viable characters. Well, anyway. they banked their entire, their entire catalog. They used their catalog, of their IP, as collateral. And if this had flopped, they would have lost all the licensing rights to all of their characters. But then we could have got the DC uh, um, MCU movies. Then who would have bought it? It could have been like... Anybody. Who knows? There would be Marvel characters all over the place. Like Kellogg's. Iron Man versus Count Chocula. It would have been Vince McMahon. It had nothing but Iron Man versus Hulk Hogan. All right. So this movie came out May 2nd, 2008. So this movie... Had a budget of 140 million, and made worldwide gross 585 million 796 thousand and 247 dollars. Okay. And John Favreau and Robert Downey were like, "Yes, we're, we're back, back, baby, <laughs> and we're good." He's like, "I'm no longer be the guy from Swingers. Yeah. I'm gonna be the guy from Iron Man. That's so much better." Mm-hmm. And let's see, what else do you want to know? In 2008, oh. he was the dude from Friends. The Ultimate Fighting Champion? No. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, not so much. So, um, this movie was directed by John Favreau, which we've already talked about. And what you, else did he direct? Welcome back to the podcast. He did Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. 
Iron Man, uh, the first one. He didn't do the third one. That was Shane Black. Yep. We remember it took place at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Did he also direct Chef? He did Chef. Yep. He did Swingers. Mm-hmm. Did he do Made? Or was that he, a different one? No, he did Made, but we don't talk about that. Because it sucks. He did The Jungle Book. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, well, um, I remember that. He did The Lion King. We talked about that when we did Chef, that he did that live-action Jungle Book, which actually made me kind of want to see it. <laughs> Still haven't, though. He did Spoilers. Cowboys and Aliens, which was supposed to be good, but was not. I remember that movie. <laughs> and he's Do you also, ever want to see Daniel Craig as a cowboy? And he also directed this movie. No, no. nobody does. No. Turns out. <laughs> turns out nobody does. I, it took me a second to, to picture it, and then I was like, no, no, I didn't need pretty that. Sure, pretty sure he that. <laughs> this is, Let me just double check to make sure I'm not recalling okay. incorrectly. This is starring Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Welcome back to the podcast from, what was the name of the movie? Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I did on the podcast, Iron which Man I think you did right before we did this. Another thing. Doolittle. We did Iron another Man thing two. with him where he was, wasn't he crazy? We did, he was in Chef. No, he, something from the 80s or 90s, the roommate with the... Uh... Back to school? No. Oh, we should totally do that. No, he, he turned out to be like a crazy murderer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Killed women. Zodiac? No, he, with the guy that was the bad guy in all those John Hughes movies, but the... Oh, my God. <laughs> You're not talking about uh, Bad Influence. Is that what... With, like, uh, Rob Lowe and... Oh, it was... Was and, it Rob uh, Lowe? It oh, was yeah. Rob Lowe. And, that was uh, Rob Lowe. Jeez. James Spader. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It was Rob Lowe. I'm sorry. I was getting it confused. <laughs> but he was also in... Um, Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. all of the Marvel movies. Because he's love that Sherlock Holmes. He was in Doolittle, which was Le Poop. No, and he was just recently in a movie called Oppenheimer, <laughs> which is doing not as well really as Barbie. Good. Not as well as Barbie. Nothing is doing as well Barbie as Barbie. Barbie is killing it. It's um, going to be a billion this week. Did you not let's go see it yet? No. no. Um, they're sh- they're showing that Barbie can you know Barbie is a movie that is made for women. I'm off all next and week. they can do very well. They can make movies for women and they can do well. Her. Gee, mm-hmm. who'd have thunk it? Mm-hmm. Maybe if you don't make La Poop, women will go see your movie. Well, Barbie and Oppenheimer are both doing really well. They're kind of original ideas. They're not already in existence. IP like Barbie has had like no a making movies. a movie for a movie for adult for adult women is an original idea and like most barbie movies are cartoons for five-year-olds which is fine some of those are real good but (laughs) somebody was saying it's it's black panther for white women (laughs) i bought that funny i feel like barbie's for all women that's the whole point of barbie well to anybody as long as it's 99 percent white women no. Was there like one black Barbie? There's lots. Like three? No, there's lots. All right, anyway, and also starring. Been, and there's been black Barbie since the 80s. Also like starring Gwyneth Paltrow. Barbies. Welcome back to the podcast from Iron Man 3. We didn't do that, did we? Iron Man 2, we didn't. Not yet. Um, mm-hmm. She's also within Shakespeare in Love. Um, mm-hmm. Emma, the uh, talented Mr. Ripley. She was in it. I know. You like that movie. I don't like that I movie. do like that movie. It's It's, it's interesting. You'll see it on the podcast for uh, Carly could do Carly's it as birthday. a drama and romance. And she's been a bunch of the weird shit. Because she's Gwyneth Paltrow. And she also she's has a, a, a... Or dead, someone famous. So. 
And her, she has a company where she makes cosmetics or something like that. She makes it's, weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a wellness goop. If, it's yeah, it's yes. called goop. It, it's like a wellness lifestyle cosmetics. Pretty much, if you huffed a bunch of incense <laughs> and looked really hard at your crystal healing crystal collection, this is what you come up with. Great. All right. Also starring Terrence Howard, um, who played Rhodey. Mm-hmm. who made the world's dumbest decision and decided he was worth more money for the sequel than he was mm-hmm. and wanted to make a stink, and they he, they replaced him with Don Cheadle. Next time, baby. Well, he just didn't... He got paid more money than Robert Downey Jr. in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And when they invited him back for this, he admits... This is not the, originally what he said, but he admitted later that when they invited him back for the sequel, they wanted him to pay, take a pay cut so they could pay Robert Downey Jr. more. And he declined... So he also, that. Jean Favreau, did not enjoy working with him. It's in the trivia. Yeah. Um, he's also in, he's a very good actor. He was in Crash, Hustle and Flow, and that TV show, what the hell is it called? The Empire. Or Toronto, yeah, Empire. And a bunch of other stuff. Good actor, not as good as Don Cheadle. Very few people are as good an actor as Don Cheadle. That's true. He is probably one of my favorite character actors ever. He's up there with Johnny Depp, where they just play different roles every time. <laughs> I know. He's fantastic. But he's not in this. We have Bridges, Jeff Bridges. Who I really enjoy. Who played the dude in... The, um, Welcome back from... Wasn't he an R.I.P.D.? Yes. 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 <laughs> he's known for The Big Lebowski, Starman, True Grit. forgot Star he was Man. in True Grit, the remake. It's really good. Yeah, he was in Kingsman, The Golden Circle, Hell or High Water, Tron. Oh, yeah. Tron. I was like, fuck, we forgot about Tron. Forgot about Tron. <laughs> I didn't forget about fucking and Tron. Tron 2 or whatever. We don't talk about Tron 2. Yeah, it's all right. I feel like Jeff Bridges is kind of a crazy actor. Yeah, he's he's, he he's does, a real free spirit. Mm-hmm. What's funny in this is... He does is, really interesting things. Once you get down, like, after those four, it goes to Lisa Bibb is next in there. She played Christine Eberhardt. Yeah, fuck her. He did. Leslie mm-hmm. did. Yeah. What did I say? Lisa, but yeah, she's been Lisa, in some stuff. She was in. She, um, was, she was kind of a thing for like a year. Yeah, she she had a couple good years. She was in the Skulls or something like that. Mm. She was in a couple things. She was but, in a lot of shows and stuff. But has since not done much. But yeah, you know, she's kind of thought. She was very good in this. And of course, John Favreau was in this. Who yeah. We already talked about, but his acting roles. Um, he was in this and a bunch of other stuff that he directed, and he was also the Ultimate Fighting Champion in Friends. <laughs> Then we have Sean Taub, who plays Jensen, Hope Jensen, who we all know from Iron Man 3. <laughs> what? And he's in the flashback scene. Never mind. <laughs> he's, he's a big TV actor. Yeah, he was also in Crash, and he's been in a bunch of things. <laughs> um, he played uh, Marlboro in War Dogs, which was, he was very funny in that. He was a smuggler. Uh, yeah, that, so we'll go. The last person I want to talk about is Paul Bettany. Who did his all of his lines for this in two hours? And he said it was like a robbery because they paid him a shitload of money and he didn't have to do much. He yeah. didn't know what kind of movie he was in. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. He only from did a this. Knight's Tale. In the trivia, it said he only did this because John he he knew John Favreau from Wimbledon. Uh huh. And he asked him, "Hey, you want to do this voiceover work for me?" And he was like, "Sure." So he did it as like a favor <laughs> and turn it to this giant it was like this whole career resurgence for him yeah. which good for him because I love Paul and Bettany. welcome back from Wimbledon yes 
Also, your live commitment is when we call the Marvel. Yeah, nice but most people are not going to. Yeah, I already said that. Mm-hmm. Most people are not going to like that movie. Like, Carly will find the movie really boring. So, anyway. What did you think going I in, Carly? Really like boring movies. I thought. I've seen this one, I think, twice. Like, I, today? Or, no, like, this like month? Like, ever before. Ever? <laughs> You're married to him? Because this isn't one of the regular rotation movies at our house. Hmm. So, I actually saw the second one before I ever saw this one. Hmm. By a long time. Wow. <laughs> Elaine? What's in regular... You're always just watching, what, Endgame or... I watch random stuff. But Carly does not Queen watch the movies Damned. at all. No, I really... The only time I watch she movies She only watches is for movies the for the podcast now. <laughs> So the, the, the 1% day, I got her to watch movies before is over. Amanda watched a movie. I ended up sitting there for half of it. What was that? The one about the fake college. Oh, accepted. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> so I would I see that. I was that like, what out, is and this? I watched it again recently. I was like, <laughs> this movie's fucking terrible. I've seen that. That's not, that's not the worst thing ever. <laughs> After Lewis Black, there's not a lot going on in that movie. <laughs> You're all fucked. I feel like if you liked Camp Nowhere as a child... You like you kind of liked accepted when you were in your twenties. All right, this is a long movie. So what'd you think going in the lane? I was like, oh, Iron Man's okay. All right, cool. <laughs> Tony, the guaranteed yay. I mean, go ahead. I was like, I haven't seen this in a while, actually. Like so, two weeks. No, actually, I don't watch this one a lot. Oh, this is my favorite. I'm not kidding. This one is I not on regular rotation. I feel like you watch Iron Man 3 way more than you watch Iron Man, though. I don't think that you're home when I watch a lot of movies. That I really is, don't know. That is correct. There's nothing tracking how many movies you're actually watching, and that is technology we need. We need it. <laughs> I know. You'll see a big zero by my name. No, but I know that there's, like, you can log things with, like, letterbox and stuff like that. But I really wish there was a thing where you just put on your TV and it just logged what you watched. So you could look at it the way Netflix looks at those people that watch, you know, that one person that watched something. I can't remember what it was, like 500 times in a year. And just see what I'm actually watching. Well, I picked this movie for my birthday because I like Iron Man. I've always liked Iron Man. He was one of my go-to comic book characters. He wasn't very popular. Like in mm-hmm. comics, no one gave a shit about him. I liked him because he was from Long Island, and when I was in the hospital in the fifth grade, they brought me Iron Man comics. <laughs> that was it. Mm-hmm. It's funny how characters are formative like that. I like Wolverine. I found Wolverine's, the first issue of Wolverine in a library book in like fourth grade, fifth grade or whatever. Like he was just inside yeah, the library. Yeah, I, I checked out this big occult book. And I took it and I sat, because you got, went and got, because you were in private school, you yeah. went and got the book and then you went back to your seat and then you opened it up or whatever. And I opened it up and it was a fucking in the bag Wolverine number one. I was like, that's fucking cool. And so I kept it. And I kept it. And then I was like, oh, this guy's cool. See? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was brought this comics. So I was like, bring me some comics. They brought me this. Well, not this, but. Yeah. I just, like Iron Man. That's cool. I feel like the only comics I ever really actually read were Archie comics. Hmm. Well, Deadpool wasn't. Well, and then, like, comic, the funnies. The funnies in the paper. I read the funnies. I read the funnies. But I never read it. Those were. I was a big Garfield fan. I had all those stupid books. Oh, God, the family. Those little books that he had. Well, my uh, second, or my first stepmother, my dad's second wife, was really into Calvin and Hobbes, too. Oh, yeah. So she had all the Calvin and Hobbes. Okay. So we're dancing at the wedding, and all of a sudden she brings over these 20 year olds. 
And all of a sudden, I'm dancing with all three of them. And all of a sudden, she takes off, and I'm dancing with two 20-year-olds. Thinking, <laughs> Elaine's going to come out and see this, and I'm fucking dead. That's what happened when I went to the bathroom. Because <laughs> as soon as that song, I'm like, please, I never wanted a song to end so fast in my fucking life. So long, so I was like, all right, girls, thanks, that was great. Now, ran. <laughs> she made me dance with my dad, and it was a good time. <laughs> uh-huh, so anyway... We're not friends. We ain't cool. Me and no Dad more. were just talking. She made us go out there and dance. Fuck my you, Don Reddy. Fuck my your family. My dad was cutting a rug. It was a great time. <laughs> he seemed happy that she didn't ask him to dance. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, fuck. We're gonna get right to it. <clears throat> so. Do you have your reviews? No. No. <laughs> One dude said he really liked it. It's the best movie he ever saw. Nine stars. The other guy, this is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. Five stars. (laughs) Bad reviews for this might be amusing. So this movie opens up with Tony in the desert in the fun V. Mm -hmm. Back in Black is paying. You're like, wow, they spent money on the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, As we enter the the Humvee with Tony, uh, he's having himself a little salad, and he feels like they're taking him to a court-martial. He has no idea that one of them is a woman, and he's like, oh, my God, you're a woman. Well, aren't we supposed to tell you he's a soldier first? Well, now that you mention it, you have really good bone structure. I'm having a hard time not noticing she no your woman now. She's like, ha, 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 ha. And there's a Maxim reference. He's just charming them all up. How old is this movie? <laughs> uh, is Maxim even still a well, MySpace He does reference. at one point say, I want to see this on your MySpace. <laughs> so the, the very next thing is the guy says, can I take a picture with you? He says, yes, I don't want to see this on your MySpace page. Yeah. Then I wrote, no, really, how old is this fucking movie? <laughs> it's MySpace. I do story. remember watching this movie in MySpace being a dated reference at the time. Yeah, so like it was, MySpace. It was like a couple years later. Yeah. You're like, like, ah, it's kind of old. Like, 05, 06, yeah, maybe. But the end of that. That might be one of those ad-lib lines, because a lot of it was ad-libbed. Right. But well, most of it was, according to Jeff Bridges. But like, then I did look, script. and and Maxim may still be a thing, but you can, you can find, like, old issues online. Yeah. All right, so. I collected it, but. They are, <laughs> they are attacked by... Uh, the ten rings and a bunch all the soldiers are killed the last one says stay here and then promptly dies mm. and then Tony exits the car and he staggers out and he hides behind a rock and pulls out his flip phone no really how old is this fucking movie mm-hmm. <laughs> well his flip phone's a little more techy than cause so, it has the FaceTime shit had. on it <laughs> at the time they didn't have that no. like this was a fake phone they yeah. later made a phone just like this um, but he's then all of a sudden he sees a, a missile land and it says Stark Industries on it and he runs but not before it explodes and he catches some shrapnel in the chest even through his bulletproof vest that he had on mm-hmm. we cut to uh, Tony who's in custody of the Ten Rings and they're reading a, a ransom note and we flash back to 36 hours later <laughs> and some really good photoshop of Robert Downey Jr. and some old photos mm-hmm. mostly because 36 hours later? Earlier. 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 <laughs> 36 hours earlier in Las Vegas. Okay, because I was like, 36 hours later, we know what he's doing. <laughs> Tony is getting a very prestigious award, but he's not there. And we see uh, an overthink about what he is, and he's a boy wonder, and Rhodey's there to present it for him. But Obadiah Stane is there, and Obi's like, hey, he ain't here. <laughs> so he goes up and accepts the award for Tony. Obi says the best thing about Tony is also the worst thing about Tony. I can relate. I know I have a friend named Tony. He's got good and bad things too. <laughs> I have to meet him. Sounds cool. But is the best thing about him also the worst thing about him? That he's always late? <laughs> Tony's not always Oh, late. he's always working. 
<laughs> but this, this Tony's not always working either, so. He <laughs> said he's always down to play Oculus. Well, I'm always working something out. <laughs> no, the best thing about our Tony and the worst thing about our Tony is that he's always down to play Oculus. Even at 1 o'clock in the morning. That's, that is true. <laughs> so, uh, we he's cut to... like, are you going to play it? I'm like, nope, I'm puzzling. <laughs> so, we cut to Tony, who's playing craps, and if you look, he does the Spider-Man. Go, Web! <laughs> Rhodey shows up and tells him that, hey, you're unbelievable. You... You told they told me that if I came and presented you this award, you'd be very grateful. And he goes, and I am. And when is it? He goes, and here it is. He goes, well, that was easy. And he's like, all right, I think we're gonna let it ride. And has a girl blowing his dice. And then he puts it in front of Rhodey's face, and he's like, no, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't. And then he pushes his hand away, and he craps out. He goes, oh, that's too bad. I think we're gonna be all right. Color me up. So. And he's walking, and he gives his prestigious trophy to a Caesar actor who's looking at him like, what the fuck am I supposed to do this thing? Mm-hmm. We're getting all the fill of my cup with the douche. Yes. That he was. Right. Which I just think he's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, and as he's walking to his car, he's stopped by Christine Overheart. Or actually, this says Overheat. Christine Overheat. <laughs> Because it's Everhart. I know. Auto-corrected to overheat. Yeah. Christineth overheat. She's never overheated because she's the size of a twig. Someone cold. needs to get her a sandwich. Stat. Well, he gave her a sausage. You know what? We were talking... Come on, that was a good one. No? You know how we were talking the other day about... And you said there were some things that it's still okay to make fun of and you're talking about how people still make short jokes and nobody seems to care that's i just said she needed a sandwich it's still okay to make fun of skinny people too apparently (laughs) but the thing about her is she basically likes to attack him for what his company is doing things that he doesn't know about at all because he doesn't pay attention but then she sleeps with him and it's like you hate him (laughs) she's like how do you sleep at night he's like the Lord does that keep you up at night? He goes, I'm prepared to lose some few weeks with you. Still a she, <laughs> first of all, don't forget now, this is at his house in Malibu. Yes. They're in Las Vegas. So this is like six hours away. She went with him. <laughs> yeah, you think she danced on that pole for him? No, what? because I don't think there's an airport I... at Tony's house. So they would have had to land where? At like a private airport? No, but on his plane, we see... The pole. There's a pole. Yeah. And it was like strip club. You think she danced on that pole for him on the way back to Malibu? There were a couple times that I thought he must have a helicopter pad on his house. Oh, a hundred. Yeah, Jeff Bridges makes it to his house very fast. There's a lot of So, anyway, she goes. I was like, somebody rode in a chopper. So she goes from Vegas to Malibu with a guy she hates to get dick down. Yeah. She doesn't hate him. She lost credibility with me, though. Like, how are you going to... just a reporter. It's she's almost five him. hours drive. But she's a reporter that acts like... Unless you take the Audi R8. got the super high road, <laughs> and he's scum, and then she sleeps mm-hmm. with him. And then, she looks like she might want to do it again. <laughs> she does not regret it. She had no qualms Hey, about I remember her from Iron Man 2. She was so upset that he wouldn't sleep with her again that she slept with Justin Hammer. She got yeah. hammered by the hammer. Who, I mean. And I still love the line. She did quite the spread on Tony last year, and he goes. And he also, she also wrote a story about me. <laughs> <laughs> Fit her in. Yeah. Anyway, so 
<laughs> Sorry, I did this hot in from Crackle. Oh. Crackle? Yeah. <laughs> How are you getting things from Crackle? Is that even still a thing? Yeah, clearly. So, cut to them boning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to. And, all right, fine. We're going to cut to the next day. Who, it, who has sex so vigorous they fall off a of bed? Over the age of 30. <laughs> or is that drunk? I mean, but that was... of them were that drunk. I mean, he might have been. She was... That was some very vigorous sex. And, like, if you're not drunk and 22, you don't fall off the bed when you're having sex. She was hate-fucking him. And once you do... I mean, like, that kind of kills the mood a little bit. And you're not going to keep going on the floor. <laughs> if you land okay, funny, you're dead like over bed. 30. I'm going, ow! <laughs> no, we fell off the bed. We'd be done. But, like, imagine if, his, like, things slide around. What if his dick curved to the side wrong? Ow! Right, That's let's, painful for hey, both parties. You know what? Let's not worry about that. And let's go right to the next morning where she's w- woken up by Jarvis, uh-huh. who shows lovely Malibu and the current temperature. She puts on Tony's shirt and goes looking goes for him. Looking for him. It's like, Tony, Tony, Tony. And finds like an intercom and she goes to touch it. But she's not authorized to be in this part of the house. <laughs> and is greeted by the ever-famous Pepper Potts, who she's a total bitch to. You mm-hmm. must be the famous Pepper Potts. Still got you uh, picking up take the laundry. Yeah, laundry. It's dry cleaning. And because she says, hey, I've got your dry cleaning here. It's clean and pressed. There's a car outside. Take it where the fuck you want to go. Mm-hmm. And then she hits it with the, still got you pick up the dry cleaning? Yes, I do whatever Mr. Stark requires, even taking out the trash. Boom! <laughs> Drops the mic, and Everhart's out of here. Peace. Deuces. I don't know where I'm in my notes, because I'm not using them. <laughs> then she goes downstairs, and Tony's working in the basement yes, lab. Yes, so Tony is, <laughs> is, is in his garage listening to Suicidal Tendencies, which yeah. is, that's a great song. It is, but it's a little odd. And he's like, how'd she take huh? it? It's, it's, it's just an odd pick. Because well, he gets institutionalized later, okay. sort of. Yes. Does he? All he wanted was a Pepsi. Just one Pepsi. And he wouldn't give it to me. You don't know the song, so that doesn't make sense to you. But you get that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Tony is fixing with John Favreau's car. I thought it would have just been a prop, but that's actually a car owned by John Favreau. Um, Pepper comes in, tells me he's supposed to be halfway around the world right now. He's like, "Well, I thought owning the plane means it'd be for me." He's like, "You seem to be trying to get me out of here. What's going on?" She tells her it's her birthday. He's like, "Oh, that's nice. Get yourself something nice for me." Oh, you already did. Mm-hmm. It's very, very tasty, classy. I don't know why she loves this man. Because <laughs> she can see past shit. all that. He's a piece of shit. How I much could see he's past all. You have to deal with all <laughs> that every day. But ultimately, <laughs> she's right. He is a good person. Look, he, he saves, saves the world. No, no, the universe. no, he's not a good person. He's like Flash. He has a traumatic event which us. completely changes him as a person. Until the traumatic event, I don't know if it completely changes him. He it, it he was him. not this person beforehand. He he had a traumatic event. Which caused him to change the way he was. Like people who hit rock bottom as alcoholics and become completely different people to climb out of that hole. That's the kind of transformation he went through. The man before this, she could not possibly have been in love with. But she didn't fall in love with post-Iron Man (laughs) Tony. She was in love with pre-Iron Man Tony because she didn't want there to be an Iron Man Tony. Well, she may have known him... On his way up, too. What do you mean on his way up? He was born rich. Well, he was, but he wasn't 
this rich. Like but it's he, not just he was the, born. He maybe he was a bit of nicer guy, and as he it's got not richer, because he's more rich famous. though. It's because he's smarter than everyone. Yeah, he doesn't no. give a shit, and he was always smarter than everyone. He built an engine when he was eight. We saw the little no, blurb at the award show. But he's always been an arrogant prick, and he, those people don't get. Did you know Tony Stark nicer. once, as a science project, had to build a robot, and he named it Opt- Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> not my prime. <laughs> He wasn't not Rodimus Prime, Optimus Prime. Tony's anyway. Prime ain't mine. I'm just saying. Can we can we get to the point where? Um, I'm just saying. There's no reason for her to love this. So they're off, ever. and Tony's out he's in his R8, and he's a dick to Happy because Happy's following in a Rolls Royce, and he's just I don't know why they had to take two cars, but they took two cars because evidently his bags wouldn't fit in the Audi. Sure. Or maybe Tony just doesn't want him to drive with him. Happy so he had Happy awesome. follow him with his luggage. <laughs> he's, he's the help, man. Happy, I think, is kind of obsessed with him. Happy's his best friend. Yeah. No, he's uh, not. <laughs> he is by the third movie because he goes to kill a bunch of people because they attacked Happy. But he's not... He calls him the forehead of security. Uh, Happy is like his dog. Happy yeah. is not a person to Tony Stark at any point. We know what Lane's least favorite character is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Rhodey is there waiting. He's like, three hours. Three hours I'm waiting for you. And then um, Tony hits Rhodey with a uh, Tony line, I'm waiting on you. Mm-hmm. And I said, Tony said it after he said it when we were watching it. And I said, is this where that comes from or is it a coincidence? Oh, it's no, he totally stole it. No, I didn't. He's totally stole it. He, he's subconscious. <laughs> I'm not going to use a Rhodey line. <laughs> Rhodey wow. does not become cool until Don Cheadle is <laughs> Well, All it was right. actually Tony Stark. Oh. <laughs> True. So it was a Tony line, Tony. That's true. So, in the airplane, Rhodey's like, hey, he's a little upset because he acts like, he's like, I just don't have your respect. You don't respect me because I'm just, you know. I mean, that's clear. He doesn't really respect me. He's like, anyone. I'll just, you know, nope. I, I take care of you. Let me know when you need diaper change, and I'll do that. And then Tony's like, how about we do some socking? He's like, we're not drinking. We're working. Which immediately cuts to the stewardesses or air flight attendants. The strippertesses. The strippertesses. The strippertesses. The strippertesses on the pole. Because there's a stripper pole on this plane. And I don't know how that works because that pole will be hanging out the bottom. If you... Don't worry about it. So there's a stripper. And now, wait a minute. Just put it on pause for a second. Rhodey is now drinking after he said he wouldn't. He goes, no, everybody who wears its uniform got my back. So I wrote in here, spoken like a true officer who's never actually worked for people. I don't think you get to be called a flight attendant if you strip in the middle of the flight. I, I think that's stewardess behavior. <laughs> Just going to say. Also, like, when they got off the plane, Tony goes, man, that was a huge-ass plane. And the, all those women are employed on this. <laughs> it was a big-ass private plane. He's a billionaire. Very big. I think he's got more money than Bruce Wayne. That's not I wasn't relevant. very impressed, did the math, though, with those stripper the people in comics. And that changes daily. And it does. I think uh, but you don't Black need Panther's a, the richest. I mean, you don't need a plane that big. That's why most private planes were little. Because it's like you and your five friends. Like, <laughs> this, could, this could fit I all mean, the Avengers no. in their family. Probably not. <laughs> professional term flight attendant i think you have to use the unprofessional term stewardesses <laughs> anyway so now we're in flight. the war zone question mark for the missile presentation yeah why, why? Would they, why would they do that so the movie so can the happen. movie can happen but you wouldn't do that <laughs> no. it's because you don't want to do this weapons testing on american soil so you want to do the weapons testing somewhere else because this is a really high-tech weapon which perhaps we're not really sure what's going to do and we and we took this and our new prototypes mm-hmm. to our war zone so that we could practice on targets. And also, you, 
ever your enemies see it. And they saw it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so Tony demonstrates his Jericho missile, which has his new repulsor technology, Ooh. which that may come in handy later. Nah. What are the chances? So he sends off the Jericho missile, which is like actually several missiles, and he gets blown forward. Cool guys, don't look at explosions. And he has this new drink thing that pops up, and he pulls another drink out, and he drinks to peace. Because during his speech, he's like, they say the best weapon is the one you never have to use. I respectfully disagree. The best weapon is the one you have to use once. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. I'm like, oh, he said America. <laughs> I mean, he's a great war dog. He's going to throw Iron one of these Andre. beverage stations. No, I'm Iron Jello. For every million dollars. No, no, we said it. This comes free with every uh, <laughs> every sale over $500 million. Oh, okay. Like, he gives you a bottle of probably very good whiskey because <laughs> he's drinking it. With $500 million? <laughs> He's not giving that to the. He's not giving generous bottles of whiskey. He might. He's I just thought it was the that. whole set. And I think, it was, yeah, it was he's not whole. giving that to the Ameri- to the military, though. <laughs> anyway, so um, Brody congratulates him, and Tony's like, no, you can't drive in this one. This is the fun V. You get to drive in the humdrum V. Humdrum V? No? No one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Tony loved it because he likes a pun. Mm. <laughs> and we're all caught up. So Tony finds wakes up to find that he has a breathing tube in and a car battery in his chest. <laughs> He's not having the best day. We meet Hope Jensen, who I misspelled Jensen, and he's shaving in a suit. I appreciate it. <laughs> the man who, even in captivity, is like, I should probably look my best. So Hope warns him, hey man, you may not want to touch that car battery. And he's like, what did you do to me? What did I do for you? And explains to him that, you know, he's seen this these ones many times. They call it the walking death in his village. So he has a car battery keeping the shrapnel from entering his heart and killing him. Or something. <laughs> it's uh, powering some kind of electromagnet, mm-hmm. which is keeping him the shrapnel from entering yeah. his heart. That's what it is for about five minutes. Then for the rest of the Avengers, it's his heart. It's his powered heart or something. It's like it's his like, battery that keeps him alive. Well, like, what well, happens Iron is... Man 3 and they pull then it out. takes it out. No, what happens... Then he has uh, nanotech. Yeah. No, what happens is the arc reactor that he makes ends up giving him blood poisoning. Well, there's that too. Which kills his heart. But, and then in Iron Man 3, he actually has the shrapnel removed. <laughs> he finally goes through with the surgery to have the shrapnel removed so he doesn't have to have an arc reactor in his chest anymore. Anyway. Why so, am I the only one that knows this? <laughs> so no, we know it, but I'm just saying that... I don't know because I don't pay that they, much attention. They take a big <laughs> shift to where it's his power. It, like, his, his, it's, it is his heart. Even so, though it is not. It's well, just anyway, their way of doing it. Tony sees cameras and Hope's like, yes, smart. Um, and Hope then mentions, hey, we've met before at a, at a... His name is Hope. Hope Jensen. And he says, oh, because how do we know this? We'll get to that in Iron Man 3. Because he meets them... how he in Iron pronounces Man 3, it. In Iron Man 3, for the third fucking time from when we talk. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to you. He introduces himself to Tony and he goes, wow, I finally meet a man named Hope. I don't think he pronounced it that way. Well, that's how I pronounce it, so wrong. there you go. Maybe but anyway, we'll get to that in Iron Man 3 when we do that around Christmas time. I hope not. So the Ten Rings come in, and Lackey, number two guy, says they want him to build a Jericho missile. And if he does, they'll let him go. He refuses, and they torture him. They put his head in the water thing... 
they beat him up a little bit. They make him watch Jack Frost too. He has a vision of the arc reactor. It's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they bring Tony outside, and the, and like the sun hurts him, so he's probably been in the cave for a while. Yeah. And because he turns he, into, he a sees vampire. that they have a lot of his weapons. And Ten Rings guys like, look, we have everything you need to create a Jericho missile. I promise you, if you build the missile, we'll let you go. So he smiles and says, no, you won't. Shakes his hand. And Jensen goes, no, we won't. (laughs) You're dead as fried chicken. I kind of want fried chicken. A little stuffing? No, don't say that. You know what we have for dinner? Stuffing. Stuffing. Mm. Plain made stuff. We had nachos. But it's not her Thanksgiving stuffing, so it wasn't her best stuff. So it's only like a nine? This was top shelf <laughs> stuffing, but it wasn't her best stuffing. She asked me, how's your stuffing? Not your best. <laughs> but anyway, he still doesn't want to do it. He's like, fuck these dudes, they're going to kill me anyway, why should I make them a weapon? And Jensen's like... Yeah, he's not going to make them a jerk. Like, look, you have a minimum amount of time to do something... You might as well make this time worth it. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> and off in the distance we see Raza, who I like to call the discount Mandarin. And he's Keeps watching. flicking with his ring. Because he's supposed to be yeah. the Mandarin. Who they were supposed to be, this was supposed to be, the Mandarin was supposed to be the bad guy in this. Yeah. But they were like, we don't know how to do this. Yeah. Because the Mandarin is like, kind of a hard character to actually do. He's also not <laughs> Middle Eastern, but it's whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Nothing to top uh, old Trevor Slattery. <laughs> I like Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. So. I like the Misdirection Mandarin. I also... I thought it was an interesting take on it. I didn't mind it because the Mandarin's stupid, so... Well, also, how do you do the Mandarin, like, legit yeah. on the big screen at that time? They would do it now because they're into the mystical shit. Yeah. So it would be pretty easy for them to do it now, but back then... Also keeping track of ten powers, like, yeah. it's a little, a little much... Back then, they were trying... Because this movie, in theory, could happen. There's nothing in this movie that's just out of the realm of possibility. Like, if you're super smart, you can build a suit. People have been building these suits since this movie. Right. They can't fly and do everything that he does, but in theory. Well, it's just about power. Yeah. We don't have anything that can power stuff like that. Um, so, in the cave, Hope tells Tony, um, no one is going to find him here. They're, they've been here... He's been here a while, and he sees there's a lot of different languages... Um, he's like, I'm sure they're looking on. for you, but they're not going to find you. Not <laughs> and they're like, hey, you have, we have a week. They're going to kill you. And Hope said, well, this is a very important week then. And Tony and Hope set up, or Jensen, because Elaine doesn't like the word Hope. It's spelt H-O. It's like a river. No, that's D.C. Oh. <laughs> and this planet, it's an S. Go back and listen to our episode on Man of Steel. Well, that's why that character sucks. Uh-huh. On this planet, it's an S. Dude, bitch, I just told you it was something in a foreign language. You don't get to just like. <laughs> I hate her. She's so terrible. <laughs> I hope they don't do Lois Lane is dirty in this new one. Well, she is a bitch. That's I know, but. kind I, of her character. I just hope maybe they change it enough yeah. that she'll be something. It could, that... it could use a modernizing. Well, then they, she can't be a reporter then. I know. <laughs> yeah, it needs a modernizing. But I don't know what they could modernize it to that would make sense in the same way. So Tony's dismantling uh, a missile. And and Jensen is like, hey, if you help me with the planning process, I can help more. And he shows him, he's like, uh, this here is palladium. 0.5 uh, uh, grams. 
we need at least 1.6 so start breaking down the other missiles and i appreciate in this movie how the mystical metal is a real thing <laughs> it's not unobtainium or bullshitanium or uh black panther and his anusum or whatever the fuck it's called although in the vibranium one, creates another element <laughs> i said in this movie badassium <laughs> in this movie right 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 and it is it's Badassium. But when it's, it's all it is super bulletproof, it ends Tony's up being like, what is this made of? And I said, unobtainium. <laughs> so he does, he uses palladium and he does make badassium, which ended up being vibranium. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's what they said. I don't know if that's official, but who cares? So he didn't make a new element at all. Well, it's, new to, it's new to him. None of, none of thin synthesized an element that was already in existence. Tony His dad just figured out the molecular structure of vibranium. Tony doesn't really make cool. up a lot new. He just, no. he just perfects stuff that his dad yeah. came the up with. Thing like, I the like reactor's ab- been there. Yeah, right? I'll tell you right now, the too. thing I like about this Tony Stark in this movie is we actually see him fabricating things. Mm-hmm. The further in these movies that we go, he doesn't actually fabricate anything almost no. the ever. The best you see is him messing around. Well, Jarvis does it all. Like 3D prints everything. It's and very annoying because... Like what I always a, thought they were going to do with the character. He's supposed to be this great engineer, and he's never engineering anything. So remember in um, Endgame, where he's like, how pregnant is your wife? She's like, I don't know about this. And Tony gives a look. I thought they were going to do the clone thing. Because oh. <laughs> the, the Tony Stark you know is a clone of the Tony Stark that died. And I was worried they were going to do that shit, but they never pulled the trigger on it. But they planted the seed for it. I was like, shit. They also have the, the thing where his brain extends down into his back or some yeah. kind of weird shit. He's got like a super brain. Uh, it's Marvel Comics, man. It's <laughs> it's all wrong. I mean, the city's floating. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bow and arrow. It's, 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 None of this makes sense. It's a great line. Anyway, so you don't know it yet, but Tony's working on an arc reactor. And... Miniaturized. So then he gets Hope to help him, and they pull the Palladium core... And he creates the arc reactor, starts glowing, and ever so the Ten Rings guys are looking like I don't know oh, what the shit. hell they're doing. That does not look like a Jericho missile. He's like, well, maybe he modified it. And I mean, the Ten Rings guy is right though. There's no way that whatever he put on his leg looks like a Jericho missile. Because <laughs> he's, <laughs> like, he's, he's, this he's using his leg suspicious. and it's moving the other thing. It's like, yeah. what is? What the fuck is that? Like, so, I don't remember accident, him what is needing this? a leg brace. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, what can it power? He goes. Um, if my math is right, and it always is, douchebag, mm-hmm. it's three gigajoules per second. <laughs> He's like, that can operate your heart for 50 lifetimes. Or something really big for about 15 minutes. Um, so then Tony lines up and shows Jensen the blueprints for the Mach 1 uh, Iron Man suit. We see some very bad camera work. As in, like, it's look like they got camcorders from the 1980s, and this is what they're recording Tony Stark on in 2008. Sure. So I guess it's enough to where they can't really see what's going on. But he takes his, the arc reactor and puts it in his chest and gets rid of the car battery. So they're, they're playing Batgammon. And Hope is discussing his family. And when he leaves his place, he's going to see them. And just then, the Ten Rings guys come on in. But now we have actual Ten Rings leader guy, Raza, who's not the Mandarin. And he's like, hey... Um, the bow and arrow was once the pinnacle of weapons technology. It's how Genghis Khan used it to create the world's greatest empire. Twice the size of Alexander the Great and four times the size of the Romans. Which is true. 
That's amazing. And how did he do that? Diplomacy. No, he killed a lot of people. He killed everybody he fucking saw. Um, but now, the people who have the latest Stark weapons rule the world. And soon, it will be his turn. And then decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to kill Jensen. And they put him on an anvil, and Raza goes to put a coal in his mouth. Because they're like, what's really happening here? And they're like, he's making the missile. And they're like, no, that's not what's happening. You're going to tell me or you're, you're going to be gonna tortured. Out. I, I mean, he's going to put a hot coal in his mouth. He's going to die. Yeah, but the intent is not to kill him. The intent is, the intent is to torture him with his, on his lying tongue because he's lying. And I'm going to burn your lying tongue out of your mouth. Then he can't talk. If you don't tell the fucking truth because you're a liar. It's not death. It's torture. To the pain. Yes, it's to the pain. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry Humperdinck. <laughs> Humperdinck, Humperdinck, That's Humperdinck, that, Humperdinck. The one that said to the pain, but... <laughs> no, that was the Dread uh, Pirate Roberts. Yeah. Oh, Wesley Crusher. <laughs> That's not Wesley Crusher. It made Tony laugh, though. All right, so... Elaine's attacking me Wesley. with too many references. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony tells Raza that he needs him. He's a good assistant. So he buys that and allows him to live. He says, I'll give you till tomorrow to assemble my missile. Tony goes, tomorrow morning, tomorrow midday, tomorrow night. <laughs> if, if you've ever made stuff, which we have, I need to know that. <laughs> I that need matters. a specific Do I have time. eight hours or 20 hours? Or <laughs> So Tony's using really bad technical blacksmithing. Um, I mean, <laughs> but he makes the Iron Man mask. I watched a thing about blacksmithing, and mm-hmm. this part was in, like, how do blacksmiths look at movies? Mm-hmm. And evidently this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's like, yeah, well, I'm pretty sure they didn't bring a blacksmith to tell yeah. Robert Downey Jr. what he should look like. He's like, here's a hammer. Smash it, make it yeah. noise. Has anybody ever seen a good portrayal of their job in a movie and thought, wow, that's spot on? Not often. Yes. Um, it was Anchorman. They had a guy playing the jazz triangle in the background. Fucking nailed it. Nope. Mm. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Nope. nope. <laughs> anyway. Um, da, 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 da. So just then, it's the next day, and Jensen positions himself to where he they could see him on camera, but Tony's behind this wall, and they're putting on the Iron Man suit. And Jensen is assisting him, and I put Leisure looks at camera. That's not probably right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Raza looks at the leader. camera. Leader. Could have been the leader. Leader. Leader looks, looks at-, at the camera, and sees only Jensen, and is like, hey. He sends a guy down there to go see what's going on. Stark, yeah. Where's Stark? So he sends the Hungarian guy, and he starts opening the thing, and he's yelling at him, and Jensen's like, I, I don't know what he's saying. He go, Tony's like, well, make something up. You're like, he's like, I don't speak Hungarian. <laughs> so then he just comes up with like some shit. like 14 languages. I only speak four. <laughs> um, but he tells him, hold on, hold on, and then the guy opens up the, the door, and it explodes. It's been booby-trapped. <laughs> so Jensen Hesse goes, wow, that really worked. Tony's like, yeah, I need you to hurry up now. Yeah. Button me I up. can make bombs. <laughs> He's like, initiate the sequence. And he goes through the whole thing. Hit control I. Function 11. Tell me when it's on screen. Come on, tell me. He's like, okay, I see it. All right, hit enter. And Jensen's like, oh, shit, I need to buy you more time. And he grabs a machine gun, and he starts shooting nothing. Just randomly. Just, yeah. He's not going to kill anybody. How does this work out for him, Carly? I mean, exactly how he planned. I mean, he fulfills his destiny. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he we, does. We watched this on Disney Plus, and they didn't shoot him on the Disney version, but I remember them shooting him. I thought I remembered them shooting him, too, but you kind of just roll up on him, and he's dying. And I'm like, what is he dying Maybe from? Maybe you should have pulled show... out the DVD. 
Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, I distinctly remember him being shot. So maybe they took that out of the movie for Disney? Probably. Because fucking Disney. Because this is before Disney got their hooks in the MCU and fucked it all up. Did they fuck it all up? Yes. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, but Tony comes so. back. Are movies making billions anymore? And he's like. No movie should make billions except for Barbie. <laughs> Jeez. He almost did. <laughs> so Tony comes back from me. He's like, come on, dude. We got to. This is. We got to follow the plan. And he's like, this was the plan. Yeah. I, my family is dead. I'm going to see them. Yeah. Leave me. I want Go to die. Do something more good with your life. Like mm-hmm. save half the universe. He's like, that's very specific. But okay. He's like, the entire universe? Yes. Yes. You mean aliens are real? Just go. He's like, I don't know what to talk about it right now. So then Tony. Apparently aliens are real. This is word on the street. Well. So our government's trying to distract us with. So mm-hmm. this is the new one. And I don't know if you've noticed, but cell phone reception hasn't been working either. Yeah. I so saw that. There was a Verizon so cell Verizon phone So Verizon has been today. out. It happened last night. And it happened again today. Like we went to lunch and dead. And I was like, oh shit. Shit. And everybody's like the same thing. I'm like, you think what I'm thinking? Like, yeah, some kind of like Skynet. <laughs> Nobody else was thinking that but me. It was yeah. weird. <laughs> I was yep. like, you fuckers need to pay attention. It went out last night and John had to turn off the TV. Now we didn't have to turn off the TV. He could have opened Voodoo and got one of the How would I have got it stream? No, but we own. But I aren't those stored in the TV? No, your internet went out too. Yeah, no, everything oh. went out. We have Verizon. Yeah, but I thought it was. I read that it was just cell phones. No, no, it, it no. Exactly. Everything went down. Oh. So, Skynet. We don't have Verizon for anything. So. We can't be only a connect. But it's funny because I talked to Erin. Erin and I had lunch today, but I called her this morning, and then she called me when she had an interview today. She called me when she got done with the interview, and her phone was chirping while we were at lunch. Yeah. She has Verizon. So last night it went down. down Last night it went down, and John called me, and he we he could still we could still make phone calls, but we could not get down on the internet. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, Skynet. Obviously. Maybe it's like Boost Boost Mobile got shut down by hackers. So. Well, that's what I was like. uh, It's gonna come. There's gonna be a thing, but there was a cyber attack on Verizon. Or Skynet. Or Skynet. Stole all my information. I'd rather be a pet than food. Anyway, Tony's able to punch and fire his way out of the cave. Um, they shoot at him, and it doesn't work, and he yells, my turn, and kills everyone. everyone. <laughs> this is old school Iron Man. He's sending people, he's sending people over to Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Like, Those people aren't going to Valhalla. I mean, look at what they have done to him, and they were going to kill him. So yeah. he does not have any but if you, <laughs> qualms about no. it's kill or be killed. At this point. Like later, <laughs> so he does a thing during Civil War when he's crying about collateral damage. Yeah, it's not the same Tony Stark right. as this. As <laughs> I just escaped from a, ta- a cave, Tony Stark. This Tony Stark sent people on fire. I was like, oh, I didn't tell you to leave, and kills it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then he hits his super eject button, and he doesn't fly. It's a really, really far jump. Yeah, <laughs> and he lands in the sand and says, "Not bad," and then runs. And where? We'll be dead. He's in, he's in a hurry. He's running. Where he's the fuck are you going? Nowhere. Way. He's dead. Yeah, when he landed, Tony goes, and dead. You're <laughs> dead. You know what doesn't cushion your fall? A giant, Same. heavy <laughs> fucking <laughs> suit. You're dead. You just fell from a great height encased in iron. I mean, it's not like that you doesn't had heart protect you. recently. You're dead. <laughs> Poor Diddy. 
he's dead. This is n- so. Anyway, oh my god, the whole MCU is just Iron Man's delusion. Oh, <laughs> so you mean it's the crazy? COVID this is dream. his life. Yeah. <laughs> you mean to tell me the problem you have was with Iron Man landing in the desert, not the fact that Rhodey flies by him? <laughs> no, I, don't I mean they're searching, the, begging your pardon, sir. It's a big ass sky. Well, if he lived through that, obviously the plot armor. I actually wrote here. That's There's amazing. No way. <laughs> the the thing that bothered me about that scene is not that helicopters flew over him. It's that helicopters landed when they saw a lone dude walk through the desert. Well, it has to be Tony. Yeah, because it was not. If he came up on him, that it was Tony. Well, yeah, that's no, like <laughs> he's just a lost guy in the desert. The American military is not stopping every time they see one guy wandering. You don't know that. He should have. It should have been coincidentally. He went over the hill and found an army base. Or he should have, at the top of his jump, shot some flares out or Or something. something. Like I'm fucking here. But like he should have like went over the rise and found like. A military patrol in, yeah, something, something. which would have been unbelievable as well, but would have made sense. During this episode, I want to take a shot every time Elaine says like. Whoa. Why are you being so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? Hmm. We're going to marry her anyway. Marry that girl. Never mind. All right, so he says, uh, Brody says to Tony, how was the fun V? Dick. Not that fun. This is next time you ride with me, okay? They're real friends, though. Because that's what a real friend does. So that was the fun be. <laughs> well, he wanted to go with him, but he said no. So he's like, well, I hope you enjoyed your incarceration. Um, saved his life. If you with me, you'd have been fine. They would have 100% killed Rhodey. Of, co- of course. Because Rhodey is not... I don't know where you Rhodey know was at. We don't really he's know much... He supposed to be there, but he was in the humdrum V. We don't really know much about Rhodey. And obviously... If there were multiple Hunvies in the convoy, he survived his fight. He might be a bad motherfucker. Yeah. They might have attacked his and he killed each and every one of them with like a Bowie knife or something. I want to see that cut of the movie where you just see Terrence Howard cutting fuckers up. Like, they, Tony! He might, shit, we lost him. He might have saved Tony if he hadn't had to go through 20 Ten Rings guys first. <laughs> 20 ninjas. <laughs> It was 20 ninjas. By the time he got through the wall of 10 ring suits, Tony had already been carted off in whatever truck they had standing by. I like that. You know what? I like that theory. We're going to make that canon. Okay. (laughs) Rhodey was in the Humvee just a few back and killed all them motherfuckers. I mean, he's the war machine. (laughs) Not yet. And he does rock. He does. With an X. With an X. It's also the password to the Wi-Fi. That's what I hear. Um... So Tony's back in the U.S. now, and he's greeted by Pepper and Happy. Pepper has red eyes. She's been crying. And Tony says, a few tears for your old boss. He says, hardly. I hate job hunting. I, I feel that deep, deep inside. Because she loves him. And he says, all right, well, vacation is over. And they get in the car, and he says, uh, where are we going? Pepper says, to the hospital. He says, no, we're going to do what I want. I've been in captivity for months. We're going to do what I want. I want two things. There's no way he hasn't already been to a military hospital. Yeah, they would have checked him They're out. They're not giving him the choice they took him directly to a hospital. They checked him out overseas. He was checked out yeah. on base. And then he was checked out when he got to Germany, wherever the fuck yeah. it was. Anyway. Rammstein so he's, or wherever. He says, I want two things. A cheeseburger. She goes, oh, fine. Well, not that. I want a... Use that art surgery. You can't have a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> that was three months ago. Beef. You can't have cheese. You can't have it. You got to watch your salt intake. He's Tony fucking Stark. got to watch your salt intake. Anyway, 
So at the press conference, he's eating a bunch. He has at least three Burger King burgers yeah. that nope. we see. How many nope. burgers does this motherfucker eat? It's a lot. And then and Obadiah asks him for one. He says, this is my last one. But then and he then pulls another he pulls one. Out of his <laughs> I love that little thing. Like He takes one out. He's like, can I have one? Oh, this is my last one. He eats that one and sits down, <laughs> pulls out. How many burgers does this motherfucker got in pockets? It's dirty. <laughs> it's so dirty. So um, Pepper is greeted by Phil Coulson, who gives him the high worth strategic homeland intervention and yada yada. Yeah, whatever. Shield. Logistics division. It's Shield and every other movie except for this one. And he's, he's like, "Wow, you got to work on that name." Yeah, we're working on it, except for the fact that it was called Shield in the forties. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I just think it's funny that he never comes right out and says it though. Yeah, um, and they would love to debrief him, and she says, "Funny, I'd like to debrief him myself." Gross. Really? Come on, that's a good one. Ben laughed. Yeah. You hear that? I just don't buy that Pepper Potts loves this man at any point. Pepper Potts? I don't buy that Tony loves Pepper. No, Tony does not love Pepper. Not good in any way. Yeah. Tony only loves Tony. Well. But I do buy that Tony and changes as a person after being locked in a cave in Afghanistan for three months. I do it buy... It could make him reassess his life and the people in it. I guess I would buy that Tony... Uh, has known Pepper so long that, and being a billionaire, I mean, how many friends can he actually have that are actually friends? You know what I mean? I think he realizes that she's the only constant thing in his life and he doesn't want to lose her. Except for Rhodey. Now, I don't think that means he loves her. I don't think this is like some deep love like well, I mean, Peter Parker has for married, MJ. married and has a kid with her. I know, but well, I think... people do that. That's true. <laughs> but I think he just realized she's... When he... Fi- when you said... When Hope... Ho... Or however you... Hope-ho. It's, it's spelled H-O. There's no P in it. I looked it up. It's ho. <laughs> when Yusuf tells him, you have no one, you have everything and nothing, because Tony is alone, he realizes, I'm not alone, I have Pepper, and he's gone through this traumatic thing, so I think he decides that he loves her without actually loving her. I think he's just holding on to her because... I think he actually loves her child, though. Oh, yeah, I would hope. Get it? No? But... <laughs> but I don't think he ever really loves Pepper. I think he just knows that. I think he realizes he Pepper. He kind of nothing without and he, and he her. Yeah. She keeps his life she's, together. She's the constant. <laughs> she's the constant in his life. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he has like. And she's also the asshole who doesn't her. get Falcon alone. <laughs> well, she also is the. She's like, extremely good for him. Yes. She keeps him together, and I'm sure he appreciates that. Better than somewhere. Christine Overheat. Wow. Or other all the Maximum Calendar. Girls. One of those romance tropes is the billionaire who falls in love with his assistant because yeah. she's running his life for him right. and he realizes I can't live without you. Yeah. It's, it's usually silly. when they try to quit. Yes. <laughs> Which it's always when they try to quit. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite um romantic comedies is 2 Weeks Notice with Sandra Bullock and Hugh Grant. It's a romance trope I like. I just don't find anything redeemable about Tony so during the press conference, Tony's like, why don't we all sit down? And he says, he never got to say goodbye to his father. That's when he pulls out another hamburger. Mm-hmm. And says he would ask him a lot about what he did. Did he have any um, any second thoughts about making weapons and things like that? And he says, I saw young Americans killed by a system that is okay with zero accountability. So I'm shutting down the weapons division of Stark Industries, which makes everybody go, oh, what? Sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> and... Obi tries to save and goes, all right, well, what's important is Tony's back, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll get to you later. And then Tony goes to hang out with the arc reactor, and 
I don't know how long it is, but Obi comes in a Segway. Why the <laughs> fuck is he walking around on a Segway? Why not? Sure. He comes in. Because he's like, paid him to be it, put it in there, probably. What do you think the over-under on the stock price is? Because Marvel funded this points? movie themselves, so they were putting spo- they were getting sponsorships yeah. by Burger King and Segway and whoever. <laughs> yep. Audi. Which stuck with him for all of the Iron Man movies. Mm-hmm. He's always driving an Audi. Which are cool cars anyway. But, anyway, so he, um, um, Obi tells him, hey, we're ironmongers, right? That's what we do. And Tony says, we could do better. And he goes, like what? Like baby bottles? He goes, and then Tony's like, well, who told you? He's like, forget who told me. Let me see it. And he goes, was it Happy or Pepper? He goes, let me see it. Okay, it was uh, uh, Roadie or Pepper. He says, it was Roadie. Mm-hmm. Shows him the arc reactor in his chest. And he's like, okay, why don't you let me uh, have a look at that? No. This one stays with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's mine. All right, Tony, there's nothing we can't do together. We're, you know, but no more of this ready, fire, aim nonsense, okay? He says that was Dad's line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we get a, uh, a Mad Money reference um, clip with Jim Cramer. Anybody know who Jim Cramer is? Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. So John used to watch that. I did watch that. Everyone one. did. Yeah, which they were they had the Kramer effect, which was why he doesn't give stock picks anymore. Yeah. Because he would say, Okay, you know, Coca Cola. Everybody bought Coca Cola and then it crashed. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody bought it. He's like, Jim Kramer said buy it. Boom. It was really bad for the stock market. Anyway. So Tony calls Pepper down to um because Pepper was watching Jim Cramer. Why? I don't know. She seems like she's really into stocks. She's watching she's... the stock in the company bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it dropped 55 she... and a half points. Part of her salary is probably stock options. Mm-hmm. So this is a big part of her retirement plan. If he had died, she probably would, like... Would have done okay. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, she ended up doing rather well because at the end she gets billions. Yes. Or is that Morgan's money? I'm sure they're married, so I'm sure it goes to Pepper. I'm sure no matter what, once he starts superheroing, you're like, I'm putting this aside for Pepper because I can die the next time I leave. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Pepper was was set. Yeah, I don't think he got a prenup. (laughs) We know Punk Halloween want prenup. I don't think he bothered to get a prenup because at some point he gave her his whole company. (laughs) This is not a man who gets a prenup. (laughs) Well, he's also not a man that money matters to because he's like. Take all my money, I'll walk down the street and make something else that changes the universe. <laughs> That's true. He's not someone that, he doesn't, he doesn't run out of ideas. He continues no. constantly making better and better I mean, shit. He so. makes nanotech soon. Yeah. That's good. I mean, <laughs> although I think he got it from Wakanda, but that's, that's we don't have to get into that. All right, anyway. Um, so he calls her down to the <laughs> the shop where he's not laying, this is an actual, he's a method actor, so he had a hole put in his chest. <laughs> it was Christian Bailey to put the hole in his chest. You can see the behind the scenes yeah, thing yeah. where they have the dummy. Like and he's just sitting there and the dummy's like laying forward. It's kinda gross. <laughs> but they had to shoot this in an angle where it kinda looks yeah. like it could be him, but whatever. So this It's a good special effect. It's a fun scene. It's fun. Except that you look at it, you're like, that is not his body. Because yeah. he's actually ripped kinda in certain parts when he takes care of you're like, damn yeah, RDJ's when we saw, kinda when ripped. We saw him blacksmithing, which <laughs> You know, if you were blacksmithing, blacksmithing in the desert on Eating. probably a very high protein 
low fat diet. <laughs> um, I mean, he's not getting donuts. No. no. So he's probably, he came back from that desert ripped. <laughs> And some died somewhat dehydrated. And rather dehydrated. Yeah, which is why looking he, ripped. Which is why he's looking so ripped because that's how bodybuilders get like that. Salty they don't burgers. Yep. All right, anyway, so Tony tells oh, man, Pepper. Oh, he got the shits. <laughs> more so than usual from eating at Burger King. Anyway, so Tony tells Pepper. Um, Probably hey, almost killed I, him. You know, I need you to swap out this arc reactor. She's like, is that what's keeping you alive? And she's like, well. Only for the foreseeable future. She's, he's, she's like, Next is this way. dangerous? He's like, nah, we'll be fine. This <laughs> is mostly fine. And then... He, I'm not doing this. She tells him... <laughs> I'm, I'm not sticking my hand in your chest. Reach down there and grab this copper wire. To save his life? And she's like, okay. I, he goes, whatever you do, don't let it touch the wall. <laughs> shocks like operation. Get, What's operation? Can I get, like, the tongs in operation, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He tells her, don't pull Jarvis the magnet out. And she pulls the fucking magnet out. Now, if she wasn't supposed to pull the magnet out, and yet she did, he's like, no, don't put it back. She always had to pull the magnet out then, right? Because if the magnet, if you needed that, you would have had to put it back in. Don't worry about it. So she puts in the new arc reactor, and he starts laughing, and she's like, don't ever make me do that again. And he goes, I don't have anybody else. And it's like, oh, that's sad. It is sad. Who else would do it? Yeah. Jarvis Honestly, isn't real. Rhodey has big hands, I'm sure. Well, he's not so really yet. Obadiah. It seems like he really could yet. build a robot well, hand that would do because this. Because he is real. And a program that just takes You know what would be really it. good at this? <laughs> is vision. <laughs> True. Yeah, but there's... Yeah, I, I'm sorry. He vision would be like, no problem. He built a tiny arc reactor. He could build a robot that would re- help him replace this. Well, time is of the essence here. So Pepper asks, uh, what do you want to do with this old reactor? And he's like, burn it. Incinerate it. Incinerating. She's like, you don't want to save it? He's like, do I look sentimental to you? He also, I don't he want a prototype said, arc reactor floating around. Yeah, he should have said we can't get this prototype can't yeah. get out into the open. Yeah. Yes, but they need it for later in the movie, so it's a good thing. Right. Yes, all I right. know. Will that be all, Mr. Stark? That'll be all my spots. Uh, cut to Brody giving a speech to other pilots as he's walking around. Like, he's, I don't know what world he lives in where he's giving these gung-ho speeches all the time. Cause <laughs> why is he giving these speeches to pilots? I feel like... He's like, never will there be anything better than a fighter pilot. I'm like, you're talking to the fucking okay, pilots. Okay, this is what I thought. He's the head of weapons development. So I thought maybe he was giving some kind of academy tour or class. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, so Which Tony would make shows sense. up. Tony yeah. shows up on the military base. Sure, he's got clearance. Why not? Mm-hmm. Speaking of man or unman, ask him about spring break of 1989. He's like, don't tell me. Tony Stark doesn't have clearance. (laughs) He might. I mean, he sells them their weapons. So he regularly goes. He's also a celebrity. Like, you know, they know who he is. I mean. It's not like, who's this He's got clearance. Yeah. Sure. So Tony and Rhodey talk for a while. And he says, hey, I'm working on something big. I want to be a part of it. And Rhodey's like, that's great. He goes, but it's not for the military. He goes, well, what the hell are you doing? Um, back at the Stark house, he opens up a new file and he calls it Mark II. But he wants him to put it on his private server. His one want when it winding P in wrong hands. Because when because winding up in wrong hands. He says, "I don't know who I can trust. We'll keep this private for now." Because when a super genius uh, weapons expert tells everyone he knows, "I'm working on something. I don't want anyone to know about." Everybody's like, "Yikes! What, is, what the fuck is this well, PTSD motherfucker making? He is he going to blow yeah, all of us up?" This is when Ultron is really yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like, why. I got this mother- that's yeah. why Rhodey is is his actual friend because he wanted to talk to Rhodey about it. Yeah. You don't see Happy in 
any of the scenes. Yeah. Do you know why? Happy is his dog. That's why his name is Happy. <laughs> Happy was behind the camera. I know. <laughs> that day. I know. I'm just saying Happy isn't really his right. best friend. Happy is his dog. And we've seen John Wick, and we know what a man will do if someone kicks your dog. I think Happy is just his, is basically just his, is the help. And then later, after 10 years, he become friends. Happy is in love with Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. That romance I buy. Of course. He's a billionaire. <laughs> so anyway, in the desert, the Ten Rings are looking through the debris, and they find the Mark One mask. Tony's working on the Mark Two, and um, Dummy, who's his robot, is in the way. I really don't like the fact that Dummy didn't make it in other movies. Well, he dies in the second one. Well, he, the end of the third one, Dummy's on the back of his car. He drives away with that. Right. But I mean, he can, really he can fix him, I guess. He made him when he was like 10 or something in the, in the video montage. He makes him at MIT. Um, so Tony wants... Uh, That's why he's a dummy, because <laughs> he made him 20 years ago. Tony wants to take it nice and easy, and, you know, he's got the, the repulsor boots, and he's like, okay, we're going to take this nice and easy, we're going to do 10% capacity. And hits a fucking wall. Boom. I remember... Because <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> I remember the first time we saw this. And this scene was the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> and Dummy hosts him with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> I feel like I had tears running down my face. This was so funny. Because you don't expect it. Well, there wasn't a lot... This, this is the origins of the Marvel comedy. Right. And we didn't get and this is what we of, don't get yeah. in new Mar- um, Marvel movies is failure like all the new heroes are instantly awesome at everything and even in blade not ant-man even that, he's terrible at everything which is his charm <laughs> okay but like the the shang chi was oh, oh here's your 10 rings all right i'm perfect at this he didn't have to fail tony failed for a while and then when he's iron man he's still not iron man for another movie and a half i don't think that example holds up but i i just i don't often remember the first time i saw something but I remember the first time I saw that. It's, this is called the character arc. We saw this in the theater, right? Yes, it makes characters likable when they fail a lot. Mm-hmm. If you watch Indiana Jones, you can't do anything right. Like 99% of the time, he fucks everything up. He's falling or getting punched or getting blown up or sliding. It's Except just, for that one scene where he shoots the guy. Yeah. <laughs> then once in a while, he'll do something cool. But most of the time, he's this close to dying. Because you have to do something cool, otherwise there's nothing redeeming about it. Right. All right, so, uh, montage of Tony working on the new suit. Pepper come in, comes in and asks him what he's working on. And at this point, he's got the hand repulsor. And, and she's like, he's like, it's a flight stabilizer. She goes, I thought you were done making weapons. It's, it's like, it's not a weapon. It's perfectly harmless. And then he shoots it, and it blows <laughs> up the wall. And she goes, I did not expect that. Because <laughs> he's slowly realizing that these, these repulsors, he can blast himself up with. But he can also blast people with them. <laughs> I don't think I understand how the Iron Man suit flies. <laughs> He uses force, see, out of yeah. his hands and his feet. And I understand how he hovers mm-hmm. off the ground. Up the juice. But I don't understand how he flies. So, because once you get up high enough, there's nothing for you to repulse off of. So it doesn't make any sense. He repulses off gravity. He's falling with style. I don't <laughs> think I understand how Iron Man flies. You don't know how rockets work, do you? I don't think I understand. But he, those aren't rockets. Those are repulsors. Yeah. It's like rocket technology and a repulsor. I don't it's think I understand. It's the movie. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is the same universe where there's I'm a not. guy with a big hammer. <laughs> you get your hammer and you talk to him. He's a god, though. Little G. 
<laughs> well, that's true. Well, he's always, he never flies. He's actually always falling. Thor. Because the hammer pulls him. Yeah, he can't actually The hammer fly. pulls him off. Yeah, it pulls him off. <laughs> you wrote it on his with a unique relationship with it. <laughs> that's why Back Thor when, 1 you know, and... That was really good, man. Yeah. That was a great That's movie. why Thor 1 and Thor 2 are so terrible, because he doesn't have... There's no character growth in those movies. The first but one in Thor does. Ragnarok, there's... I, there's no character growth in those movies. <laughs> he has to become worthy. There's and no there's no character movie. growth in those movies. Sorry, <laughs> end of sentence. Um, but in the third one, there's a lot of character growth. Yeah. And he becomes very likable, and he fucks up a lot. In Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To where you can identify with him instead of this eight foot tall golden god that just beats the shit out of anybody that even looks at him. You and know? He comes from the land of the ice and snow. And That's why everybody <laughs> loved Loki because he, rela- he was a bad guy, but he was yeah. very relatable and understandable. It's charming and. It's alarming how charming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He feels pretty. Oh, so pretty. Mm-hmm. pretty All right, so. <laughs> Obi is there and he's playing the piano and he brought back pizza from New York. Even in a Stark plane, that pizza's cold. Yeah. And we just learned cold he came back... pizza's better than no pizza. That's true. Maybe he has a special pizza warmer. It is he's a big-ass jet. He's Tony Stark. <laughs> he probably would have that in there. Um, uh, he said he came back from a board meeting. The stock dropped 56.5% since Tony made his little announcement, and the board is locking him out. They filed an injunction. This is my shocked face. Mm-hmm. And they're saying you have post-traumatic stress. He's like, we own the controlling interest of the company. It doesn't matter, Tony. The board has rights, too. You're making bonehead decisions for a company. That's like Coca-Cola saying, we're not selling soda anymore. You should have done You should have done what you did on the down low instead of trying to be Mr. Saves a lot in front of everybody, and now you pissed everyone off. But if he hadn't done yeah. what he told them not to well, do, he could have done this on his own and not said anything. Because by Tony saying this, it just made a lot of people unemployed. The problem with... True. Tony Stark as a character is he's a dick and he goes through this traumatic life experience and he decides that I'm not going to sell weapons anymore 100% understand I actually like that he go like you the character change makes sense but he doesn't get any nicer or try to understand people any better he still is an arrogant piece of shit the whole time well I mean people can only change so much he's Tony mm-hmm. Stark listen. I know I'm just saying it, it's, it's he doesn't what try like and even throughout the entire life cycle of this particular Iron Man Tony Stark at no point does he really try to see things from other people's perspectives at any point which is why I really hate the character of Iron Man I think his I think his relationship with Peter softens him a bit yes it really starts to soften him and then when he dies then it's like a it really really kind of fucks him up he gets the Peter Tingle yes yeah but if he didn't meet he doesn't give a fuck he's about any someone, of the other Avengers. Yeah. If he hadn't met Peter, then... He's just making, someone making his Peter tangle. He now only he has cares about how yeah. things affect Tony Stark. He doesn't want... He wants to help the people that his weapons are killing because people have gotten a, hand, a hold of his weapons that he didn't approve of. Yeah. Well, he meets the Avengers, and he's like, so who are these fucking people? And it's like, like there's this alien god. Okay, I didn't know aliens were real. Thank you very much. I don't need this fucking guy around me. And then I got these two assassins. Who gives a shit? They're nobody. And Bruce and Banner. Bruce hey, Banner I really want to see how he turns into the Hulk but, so I can dissect it. Yeah, he also, has he's, tech. He knows tech. I can actually talk to him. Yeah, like, he, he respects him he like as a colleague. Yes, yeah. he does respect him so as a colleague. How many PhDs does he have? They're Seven. At, <laughs> they're at the same level of intelligence. Yeah. When Nick Fury's sneaky as fuck, you can't trust him. And Cap, In, when they like show Cap, all of the ranking of the smartest Marvel characters... I looked at seven different lists while John was talking 
in the beginning of this episode. Bruce Banner is always listed just below Tony Stark. So they are the same. They're mm. right on par. Reed is probably... It's always and, number one, and Victor Von Doom is Doom. always higher yeah. than Tony Stark. Yeah. And isn't Shuri somewhere in the top three now? That are, like, uh, she's she wasn't to... on any of the lists I saw. Well, they're making her now a days like yeah. smart... Either she's the smartest or just under Reed Richards. She, like, I, I think that's only in the um, MCU? in the MCU. I don't know. The I don't online know universe. But in the Marvel universe, in the comic book universe, she's not in the well, top I'm curious to see how they do uh, Reed Richards now because they're saying that the Invisible Woman is going to be, or Invisible Girl, is going to be the main character of the Fantastic Four. Because <laughs> that always works. I'm like, no it's the Fantastic cares. Four. They shouldn't be a main character of the four of them. That's why they're called the Fantastic Four. Four. Nobody cares about the Invisible Woman. No one cares about the Fantastic. She's Four. a not. She's, but she's a non-character. Yes, they could easily change her and make her a character. But the interesting character but, is Reed Richards. Do you know why they have to make Reed Richards or super Torch smart or Thing? Because well, Thing is just always kind of there. He's always like discount Hulk. <laughs> well, Thing suffers because he can't yeah. change. Yes. And Johnny's cool because he's kind of a he's, he's kind of like Tony Stark. Yeah, he's, he's kind, kind of, of a dick. But Johnny is how you would react if you became the Human Torch. Yeah. I'm gonna have the, all the fun I can have. But anyway, how does this get me chicks? <laughs> Makes perfect sense. So new flight test. We're gonna take it nice and easy. One percent thrust capacity. And now he's got his hand repulsors and he's up in his garage and he's like, okay, let's open to two point five. Oh yeah, I could fly. And then he ruins his cars. Yeah, and we cut to a complete Mark II suit, but not painted yet. And he takes it out for a test run. And uh, Jarvis is like, "We have um, terabytes worth of, you know, analysis we need to do." And he's like, "Yes, yeah, suppose you got to run before you can walk." He's like, "I'm not waiting to fly, thank you." And <laughs> I'm gonna I, fly. Uh, it might kill and we me all know because we all I know had the ability to do this. I would already <laughs> have been flying. Because yeah. if it's one thing I, I want to be I able to do, it's fly. Yeah. Because I don't think the and technology works the way that they should. Not Thor. I, I don't have rain. a problem with it because it's make-believe. Yeah. But I will settle for mm-hmm. Thor. <laughs> but this movie is very sciencey, and I'm like, I don't think that you could fly that high if you were if you were using repulsors. For lift, <laughs> we have to know how repulsors work, and I don't know anything about no, repulsors because I, I never read much about Iron Man. So, all right. Anyway, so he goes all Icarus and flies too high to the moon, and mm-hmm. the suit ices. Icarus, <laughs> <laughs> and he dies. End of movie. Oh, and, and he plummets to his death in a giant metal suit. This doesn't kill him, or later, Obadiah. Right. This happens to both of them, so, and neither one of them dies. This is such bullshit. So Tony is able to knock off all the ice, which starts back his suit up, and he avoids dying. Mm-hmm. So then he gets to his house, kills power, and destroys his Ford Roadster. That does not make me H-A-P-P-Y. That's a callback from Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, okay. With a llama bite. <laughs> Get off me with your llama bite. <laughs> I love a good llama bite. You know that. I do. Uh, it is the second most irritating thing to come out of the podcast. What's the first? <laughs> <laughs> the Sean Archer. The Sean Archer, my friend. Oh. Also, I knew what it was. <laughs> I'm sad that Tony hasn't started just randomly telling Carly to open her mouth, though. I will. I'm, uh, it's funny. I'm looking How do you up, know? <laughs> I'm looking up repulsor blasts, and you, they work, like, by repulsing. There's, like, no, nobody's even tried to make up why they work. They're mm-hmm. like, how do, what do repul- how do repulsors work? Well, they're mounted in his palms of his hands, and they draw power from the arc reactor. 
Okay. Cool. I know. <laughs> How do they work? You know, usually there's some kind of bullshit. Well, they do this and that. I feel like they... And with this, there's none of that. They They're use like... repulsor beams. I feel like <laughs> exactly. they work very uh, similar to the oh. railgun technology in Eraser. Well, that's a real thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. They had railguns on battleships. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the handheld railgun. Yeah, they have handheld railguns. All right, so oh. he finds a gift from Pepper... And it's the iconic Tony proof that Tony Stark has a heart thing. And why I don't have one of those on my desk at work, I don't know. Because mm, I haven't bought it for you and you don't tend to buy those things for yourself. True. It's not a watch. I've looked at it a few times <laughs> to buy for you. Um, it will go great with my Deadpool knife block. <laughs> and my Wolverine claws that I use when I'm mincing beef. So, Ten Rings is here and they put the suit together. It's not as cool as a Shredder Shredder. Nothing is as cool as a shredder. <laughs> I will never top that gift. <laughs> Don't try. <laughs> I mean, there's love in the time of cholera. And then, nope, not as... <laughs> no, it's the great... The only gift that's greater than the shredder shredder is the gremlin sweater that my mom got me for Christmas. It is cool. It's nice it was so... Do I break the top three? Is anything... The amount of delight I had... Well, you used to, but then Tony gave me that painting for my birthday. <laughs> The amount of joy and delight that those kind of gifts bring just cannot be understated. Right. Anyway. Um, fuck off. <laughs> so Tony does some tweaks and things that would suit. My favorite gift of all the to- of all time is the ring that you bought me for our 20th wedding anniversary. Aww. Just after the sweater. Yeah, it's the greatest gift I ever got. Uh, it you. really is number one. The sweater is number two, and the shredder shredder is number three. And my the painting that Tony got me is has slid into number four. <laughs> is that the fan? Top, yeah. In the top five. The painting fine. is better than the fan. <laughs> I was using the fan that was, the other the day, and Rashawn goes, my, "What the uh, hell is that?" The fan was the prototype <laughs> for the painting. <laughs> the photo of the that I had on my phone in the picture and got like tears running down her face so good you bring joy to all anyway so Tony's doing some tweaks and he decides that hey he's gonna you know paint the suit and there's like a gold yeah it's just gold and he's like ooh that's not ostentatious and Jarvis is like yes because usually so you know <laughs> inconspicuous inconspicuous and muddled down the way you look and just then he hears that his Tony Stark is throwing a benefit for the firefighters family he's like did we get an invite to that <laughs> no. no he's like well because they the know Tony's, you're not going to come it's the Tony Stark thing I can go he so was, then he decides he to only put decided fun. to go when the reporter said that it's rumored that he's terrified to leave his house so then he says put some hot rod red in the uh, mix. Gets the new Iron Man suit the way you expect it, and he's it's going to take five now, hours to render. He looks at his hot rod. This hot is my red, question. So. so this seems like the red Iron Man suit is Mark Three, but he calls it Mark Two the whole time. But Mark Two was the prototype that he flew suit? in the silver suit. Yeah, this is. But this, this is not the same suit. This same is suit. a new. This is a third fabrication. This is, no, this is the same suit. He just painted it. Uh, it doesn't take five hours to paint. He had to do... How do you know how long it takes to paint an Iron Man suit? He had to do other <laughs> modifications to it. Well, he tweaked the suit, so he didn't have to do he, a whole new version of it. He took the existing suit, made some tweaks, painted the motherfucker. And it's, I it, I feel like this should be the Mark Three. It bothers me okay, that it well, doesn't Tony call disagrees the Mark with III. you, and since he's 
I can't. I'm talking about the movie. Oh, I get to talk about the movie. That's how it works. Or is that what we're doing here? Is okay. I have a question. Yes. The when he goes for the rod, the first rod in the Mach two before it's painted. Mm-hmm. Do we see him getting out of it that time, or do we only see him getting out of it after it's painted? I don't remember. You never see him getting out of. Yes, we yes, do. We she do. walks in on him one and, time. But is it already painted then? Yeah. Yes. So presumably he should know how hard it is to get it off. He already wore it once. <laughs> well, he has to be if put into it and taken out of it. I know, but they're all acting like, like, yeah, we're going to get now. it out. <laughs> yeah, which is a man like it's a new suit. At one point it's just sitting there and he walks into it. Yeah. And that's one, of the, that's one of the things that I appreciate about Iron Man is they let him have his suits progress in a decent way and, mm-hmm. and it gets better. It's not just... Well, in this one, he made the shit suit, and then the next one, it's nanotech with shoots. And, you know, it, like it gets better a little bit every time. Every time they show it, there's an upgrade. Yeah, and then Avengers, he it just comes off of him and goes. You know, he has a whole setup and stuff. It's really cool how he, how they they show him in. He has the god suit in, in the comics. Yeah. It's like it's that white one. God, it's like okay, god kill god buster armor. Yeah, Thor buster armor. Which <laughs> is pretty funny. Well, in the one comic, it was cool. God, I don't want to get on a tangent, but there's this one where some Loki or somebody makes this bad these bad hammers and they throw them down to earth and all these villains pick it up and uh so that all these villains are thor power and and iron man's like i gotta fucking stop these motherfuckers so he's like i need to go talk to the gods and he goes to zeus and he goes hey man i need to use I need, uh do you still have that uh you, your shit to make stuff that hephaestus had to make the best armors and stuff in the world he goes yeah but i don't think uh he's gonna work for you he goes no i'm gonna make the suits <laughs> and he <laughs> makes like god armors and stuff for all the people it's pretty fun because tony I'd watch that movie. I'd watch Well, you never know. But multiverses now, we can come back. I also am a little offended that you said, I don't want to get on a tangent. Well, I don't want to get on comic book tangents that are stupid. And <laughs> All right, so Obi's giving an interview as Tony walks by, and a girl asks him, hey, Tony, remember me? He goes, I sure don't. <laughs> such a good line. Keeps walking. Oh, that is awesome. And he's like, hey, Hef. And this is the uh, Stan Lee cameo, who's dressed like Hugh Hefner. Yep. I also like that. Yeah. I think that was one of the funnier Stanley cameos. Uh, I really missed the Stanley cameo. Mm-hmm. Like it was a cool part, and every movie you'd expect that he'd be in there, and you just wait to find him. But some of them are dumber than others. But I really this one I thought was funny. I like the um, the UPS driver Tony Stank. Tony Stank. <laughs> I liked it with the girl. Thank you. Everybody's like thank you. That, that, that's a thing now. <laughs> <laughs> Never going away. <laughs> All right, so um, Tony asks Obi, what does the guy got to do to crash his own party? <laughs> and he's like, hey, we didn't know if you were coming. So Tony orders a scotch, and I wrote Colton. Colson? Colson, mm-hmm. yeah. Agent? <laughs> um, agent. Agent. <laughs> What's his first name? It's Phil. No, Phil. it's not. It's Agent. <laughs> so Agent Colson tells him that um, he's from S.H.I.E.L.D., and they need to talk. How about the 25th? At Stark Industries at 9 p.m. He goes, Seven. Yeah, whatever. Uh, call my assistant. And he said, I'm going to talk to my assistant right now. And he goes over to her. But it's, it just occurred to me, why is AJ Colson there? <laughs> he already Tony. talked to Pepper about how they would schedule the time. We used to talk to him. They're probably Tony. keeping an eye on Tony yeah. and yeah. following him. They didn't him. think he was coming. <laughs> no, they're probably following him when yeah. he leaves his house it's to yeah. see it's where it's he's shield. going. They have him They've been following him for years. They have him bugged <laughs> all over kind of shit. All right, so he takes Pepper out to dance, and Pepper's like, hey, 
I always dance in a backless dress, and I forgot to wear deodorant in front of everybody. I think I she looks my really, boss. I think she looks really nice in this. She looks scene. really nice. Normally, I'm not crazy about Gwyneth Paltrow, but I think she looks really nice. The dress is and pretty. And I love the fact that says you look I, great, you smell great. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's very pretty. Okay. And I like as I like her as a redhead. I like just prep Gwyneth Paltrow. It really is attractive on her. And I like the style of the character of Pepper Potts. I think this is the most attractive Gwyneth Paltrow has ever been. I'll go with I have that. a hard time separating of... the actual person from the characters when you see them. And more I learn about Gwyneth Paltrow, I think she's a psycho. <laughs> you should, I'm, I'm so 100%. I can't find her attractive. <laughs> but like the really annoying hot girls, like you're unattractive. She's very beautiful in this scene. Mm-hmm. But I just, as the character of Pepper Potts, I think is the most beautiful that Gwyneth Paltrow's ever been. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree with that. John Favreau really did a good job with his costuming department because. What is that uh, you're drawing? A weird bird. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got, that's my bird. It's your hey, bird? My bird. Is that bird. even your Don't bird? Don't get man? so attached to things. <laughs> He's like a fat, fluffy bird thing. Don't get attached to things. All right, so they have a shared moment where they're about to kiss, Uh-oh. but they need some air. So she thinks it was totally weird. Tony's like, no, it was harmless. And she's like, no, it wasn't harmless. They're not about to kiss. So they're having this weird, awkward moment. They go out to the balcony. To make it more awkward. She talks about how it was awkward. And then she goes in for a kiss. And she goes 90. And he doesn't come 10. (laughs) He just stands there. And she realizes he's not coming to kiss me. I read this all wrong. And she wishes she was dead. <laughs> and this is where Elaine wants says, to turn into a, a swarm of bees. <laughs> I need a drink. Vodka. Martini. martini. Extra dry. Okay. Lots of olives. olives. At least three. Just bring me the jar so of olives. goes to get some martinis. And never comes back? <laughs> never comes back. Well, the reason why he never comes back is because while he's getting drinks, Christine Overheat shows Christina. up. Yeah, Christine shows up. Goddamn, this bitch is cock blocking. <laughs> OCJ over here. Yeah, she does. Claim jamming it up. Um, confronts him about what happened in Golmera, and he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He goes, "Well, these weapons came from your company." He goes, "Well, I'm not my company." This is when he says, "There's an injunction. I'm not even in control of the company right now, bitch. Fuck off." I yeah, leave the term "kick rocks." <laughs> well, he, she shows him some photos and says they were taken yesterday, and he sees that more Stark tech has gotten to, into the hands of terrorists, and he's real pissed off. So he beats feet. But as far as Pepper is concerned, she almost kisses her boss, and then he disappeared. Her. He just ditched her. Why is she in love with this man? If she was before, she's not now. All right, so Tony goes to confront OB about this and is like, In hey. fact, she probably quit and moved to Brazil. It's <laughs> the only acceptable thing. Can't get past this. So he goes to confront OB. He's like, have you seen these pictures? And he's like, um, we can't be playing both sides. And OB's like, all right, look, stop being a little boy scout. Hey, let's take a picture. And Don't then he whispers in his ear. He's so like, naive. I'm the one who filed the injunction, Tony. It's my company now. This is the only way I can protect you. Um, so we see a news report of what happened in Gomera. And while one of them plays, Tony is playing with his glove and the world's longest fucking screwdriver. Mm-hmm. So this screwdriver is like a foot long. And he's screwing his arm, which is connected to his body. 
So he could use a smaller one. <laughs> but he uses the world's longest Maybe fucking... Maybe it takes a lot of torque. <laughs> the world's longest fucking screwdriver. And then starts exploding things in his house. Because he's mad. Sure. I mean... Don't take it out of your his, house. His, you gotta he doesn't here. care about things. <laughs> no, he doesn't care Sort of that. uncle... Sort of stole his company from like him. Like godfathery from yeah. here. That's fucked. Yeah, dad's That's best fucked. friend and colleague. Yeah. And... All right, so now this inspires him, and he puts on the Iron Man suit in all of his glory for the first time. We see it all decked out. No more test runs. He's going to kill some motherfuckers. He breaks a few sound barriers and flies from L.A. <laughs> or Malibu <laughs> to, to Afghanistan to Gomera. Yeah, <laughs> Gorlami. Somewhere in the Middle East. To Gorlami. And he sees the Ten Rings, who are real slime balls. How long balls. would this take? Not class acts like we have in here. How long would this take? How far is it? But he's not... 186,000 miles per second. It's gotta, he's got to go over the Pacific. Or he yeah. goes over the Atlantic, but that will seem like the long way. No, that's the long way. <laughs> <laughs> the Pacific is... A very large ocean, but that's still but the shorter way. But it's so short as they're going across the Atlantic <laughs> I mean, and the United lived, States he and did Europe. Leave, he did leave via Malibu. <laughs> yeah. So, so I um, gotta get to the Middle East. How long did it take him to fly? Four hours? Five hours? Mm. It's a long time. So this is, o- this is OG Iron Man. If he can't get out of the suit, how does he pee? Well, he has <laughs> a filtration it's got a filtration system. system. He can he drink, drink that water. That. We cover but, that in our man too. But he is also flying. How do you pee in that, the suit? Mach two, that, three, just like. But this. that's an upgraded suit. That's true. How do you know he didn't put that in Iron Man Mark II? Because he knew he was going to have to pee. I don't think I don't think he found out how long this trip was till he took it. It was this scene right here. We had to pee in the suit. He was like, filtration system. You can drink that water. Anyway, so this is OG Watch Iron Man. Waterworld and was like, I've got an idea. He kills everybody he sees. Yeah, like, he he's punching them miles away. He's shooting them with the pulsar beams. So a bunch of them grab um, hostages. And he comes in and he shoots little missiles out of his shoulders. And in Age of Ultron, he does the same thing, doesn't kill anybody. Yeah, it's all on the knees or whatever. But yeah, not but in this, this one, one, he kills all them all fuckers. Shots. Then he finds the number two who's on like his sat phone, punches through a wall, drags him through it, and then throws him to the, the gold, native Golmeras. <laughs> the Golbathans? That's what you were going to say. I was going to say the Gomerians, but I don't think that's right either. <laughs> and he's but, like, he's all yours. And they leave him to get bludgeoned by a mob. <laughs> he gets Gaddafi. <laughs> like, Knife this did butter. not end well for this guy. Because this guy was taking parents away from children a minute ago. Yeah, if he they was, was doing this to me, I'd stop. He was shooting the men and taking the wives yeah. and children as so he gets, probably uh, slaves. Th- this guy dies very badly. He gets... Some uh, forced prison wallet action I'm with the sure. knives, and probably gets kicked in the face until his brain Come explodes, in. or at least. Mm-hmm. All right, so Tony flies off to find his weapons, but is shot out of the air by a tank, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, you want to shoot people?" So then shoots a rocket out of his arm and explodes it. And cool Iron Man don't look at explosions. Mm. It's a tiny little um, missile, much like the size of the mother of. Ex-wife. The ex-wife. Yeah. But it works. But it works. Because not hammer tech. Bust. Just bunk with the ex-wife. Hammer tech? Yep. Tink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he explodes a tank and destroys Jericho missiles, which probably make a big boom, but I don't know how that works. <laughs> Repulsors. Thanks. 
in the intelligence room, they're trying to figure out, or mission control, they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. It's because we're monitoring this activity while not. And they call Rhodey mm-hmm. because they're like, we don't know what this is, and he's the weapons he's the research weapons guy. Dude. So they're like, all right, well, he might know. And they're like, hey, do you have any UAVs in this area? He's like, nope, nothing I know of. I'm like, all right, well, what the hell is that? I don't know. He goes, let me make a call. So he calls Tony and is like, hey, do you have any t- tech in the uh, Gomera area? He's like, no. Sounds like you're out of breath, Tony. Oh, I was just jogging. I thought you said you were driving. Yeah, I was driving way to go jog. He's like, all right, well, you have no tech? Nope. All right, because we just found somewhere about to blow it out of the sky. <laughs> and he okay. doesn't say that it's him. He's just like, no, it's not me. So, I don't know anything about it. So now Tony's being chased by raptors. Yeah. Um, welcome back to the podcast, Raptors. Also from... Um, A-team. Oh. In the mm-hmm. A-team, they were like, those are raptors. They take down planes all the time. After they said, turbulence never takes down planes. They're in Transformers as well. They might be. The raptors are uh, what? why they got to fly the tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still my favorite thing Are they thing shooting ever. at those aircraft? No, they're flying the tank. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. They're flying that tank. It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, the aircraft are trying to get him, but he, so Tony calls Rhodey, and the ringtone is the Iron Man theme, <laughs> which is nice. You get it? Yeah. Only you would be get that because Elaine's looking lost. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Carl is like. There are Oop. three times that the Iron Man theme plays in this, and that's one of them. Yep. All right. So um, Tony tells him that, "Yep, it's me. What is it? You? That's me in this. It's a suit. That's me. I'm in the suit." What? Just then, um, the other guy from Mission Control is like, do you have something for me? He's like, nope. All right, fine, because we're about to shoot this thing. And the pilots notice... He doesn't notice, try to stop it at all. The pilots notice that Iron Man is holding on to one of the planes so underneath they can't, it. So they think they shot it down. Mm-hmm. And that's when he calls Rhodey and tells him, it's me, I'm in the suit. And then the other pilot sees that he's holding on to the plane. It's like, he's on your belly, shake him off. And he shakes him off. And by shaking him off... He destroys one of the planes. So he didn't do it. No, technically he's correct. <laughs> and the guy from Whiplash 1 ejects, but his chute doesn't come out. And Iron Man flies down and opens he the parachute. He off of the open sky. <laughs> so we can fly straight down. Yeah. Let me get on my team for a minute. <laughs> right? How does he actually fly? I don't Repulsors. get it. But he punches the seat so that the... The, the chute, chute opens. Deploys. He saves the guy's life. That is how parachutes work, but I don't think, I think that's how aerodynamics work. I just work. think it's funny. So Rody, what is he, how is he flying? Repulsors. So Rhodey calls Tony and Off says, the clouds? you owe me a plane. And he's like, technically that plane hit me. And you didn't try to stop it. Even when you knew it was me. He's like, well, how are we going to explain this? And he goes, training exercise. And these are the bullshit excuse you guys get. So then we cut to Rhodey saying there was an unfortunate training exercise. <laughs> but we didn't have anything to do with what happened. In Gomera. I was going to say Gomorrah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. In Gomorrah. That was Star-Lord. <laughs> that is what happened in Gomorrah. Yeah, it is. Oh, old Gomorrah, not new Gomorrah. Right. She sucks. New Gomorrah sucks. I anyway, hate her. So they have no idea God, who terrible. or what caused it, but it was not the U.S. government. Pepper comes downstairs and finds Tony coming out of the suit. And he says, let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. <laughs> but she's really upset. I said, no, that was... Uh, then I wrote, no, that was Christian overheat. 
Mm. Boy, this spell check does not like Christina. She, she had done, she had taken the trash out many a time. Yeah, yeah I guarantee you that's not the first time she's had that speech. All right, so cut to Obi and uh, Raza having a meeting. Um, we find out that, you know, um, the Ten Rings has the suit in their hideout. And he says, I'm going to give this to you as a gift. And I hope that you will repay me by gifting me with iron suits. And Obi's like, that doesn't work for me, homie. I have this paralyzing beam, and I'm going to put it to the back of your dome piece. Yo. Now you can't move. So I'm going to take all this, and you're going to die. There's no <laughs> way the U.S. government did not want that technology, by the way. Mm-hmm. He, they, he uses, like... Well, Iron Man 2, they want the suits. Mm-hmm. No, no. no he's, she's talking about the no. nullifier. Oh, yeah. That, the yeah. the little says, neural thing that causes temporary paralysis that lasts 15 minutes... That later on, yeah, we'd have bought the fuck Obadiah uses on Tony, and he says it's a shame that the military didn't want this very useful piece of technology. We bought the shit are out you, of that. Are you kidding me? That would be great. That would be the number one self-defense weapon for women everywhere. You get attacked, hit this thing. You're good. And police. Yeah. <laughs> fuck cops. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't arrest. No. Yeah, you are. <laughs> we'll tell you about it in 16 minutes. <laughs> Like, they try to play off that no one wanted this bullshit. Yeah. Everybody wants Everybody that. i tell you what. Tony's been watching a lot of videos where people get arrested. And those Why? people that just scream and scream in the back of the car the whole way mm-hmm. to jail. Yeah, that sounds like Yeah, really use that thing. I could not. you got to get some fucking headphones or something. <laughs> <laughs> Put up like a little soundproof. <laughs> it's like in Con Air. We got a spitter and shitter. <laughs> Bag them up. Bag them and gag them, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, so Obi kills all of the Ten Rings guys, and the Ten Rings are no longer in this movie. It's nope. like, wow, that was anticlimactic. The he one didn't rings. kill Raza, though. Hmm? He didn't he kill, kill Raza. Raza. Well, he paralyzed him. Yes, but only for, for 15, 15 minutes. minutes. <laughs> While they took his armor and left. They didn't kill him. They left him alive. And he never came back in any more movies. I wish they had brought that actor back in in The Legend Shang-Chi? of the Ten... Yeah, I, think he shows, I think he shows up again, and there's some kind of weird, like... There's like these weird like half movie things oh, on shots. Disney Plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's the in one, one of those. Because I would have liked it if he had come back <laughs> and we well, had, had never seen... seen All Hell the King until like last week or something. I haven't watched any of them. I've never seen Oh, any you need yet. to watch All I would have liked it if he had been like one of the henchmen in the Ten Rings. Like maybe this was his eye and they could have tied it in because he was trying to go out on his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no reason not to bring him back. There's also a really cool one right after... But um, they could have easily tied Avengers, it in. ...where regular people get the alien tech. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Coulson's got to go round him up. <laughs> Makes sense. It's people like start robbing banks like and shit. Spider-Man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just in yeah. there. Um, so, Tony sends Pepper to the office with a super secret flash drive that'll wow. hack the system. Or they could just log in because they both have access. Yeah. Where they could find. Well, there's no way that Tony's access hasn't been modified. Obadiah's been working on this hostile takeover for a long time. He has locked (laughs) Tony and Pepper out of anything super secret. I think Obi would be smart enough to realize that he can't keep Tony Stark out of anything. Uh, I don't think he's that smart. (laughs) Obi? Hmm? Anyway, so he's. He's not as smart as Tony Stark. Clearly. Not even close. Tony Stark made this in a cave. This box of scraps. And he seems to underestimate Tony multiple times. Yes. yes. Well, because he grew up with Tony, and he, yeah. he thinks of him as a little kid. Right. You know, he's like, so it's not he's, this little kid. He's made a, a couple selfish. Of cool he knows that Tony is a selfish piece of shit who just wants to build things. Mm-hmm. 
and doesn't care about money or running a business or anybody's jobs, which, which is all can, true. He continues to maintain throughout his entire stint as right. Tony Stark. So Pepper <laughs> quits because she can't stand by and let this go. And he's like, you watched me for years. Yeah, this is a And now you're going to make a stand? It's like, this now is Now that I'm just, trying to do something right. He's like, you I'm trying to be a good person. and sell weapons And you were fine decades. with that. But now I don't want to sell weapons and you're not on board? And I suddenly am broke and you're out of here? No. He's not broke, though. He's no. not broke. <laughs> but now that he's trying to help people, this is, a, this is a straw. And she's like, well, I don't want to see you die. Which, he's so right. Like, she doesn't have a leg to stand on here. No, she has two. No, she doesn't. Oh. So, she yeah. She none. I mean, she does. This is a bad scene for her. It makes her character look bad. Yeah. Like, in the rest of the movie, she's a good character. You know? Yes. She's got a good everything. She's usually the voice this of reason. This scene is terrible because it makes her look bad. Mm-hmm. But Pepper does go to the office and finds the kidnapping video and just types in the word translate. And all of a sudden, they're speaking English. <laughs> Which is, I love she this. She has Google Translate. <laughs> I love this technology. <laughs> and we find out that Obadiah plan, uh, arranged for Tony to be He's behind it all. kidnapped and... He wanted him to be killed. You didn't tell us it was the great Tony Stark. So now, instead of, you're going to have to pay us. us more money. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just then, Obi walks in because, of course, he is. Because he teleports. Right. Well, because security knew. alerted him to somebody being in Tony's office. Yeah. And trying to log in to his computer. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and he finds, and he's just very, very scary. And he calls her a very rare woman. Tony doesn't know how lucky he is. So she sneaks out and takes the little thumb drive and hides it. But Obi's trying to get it. He's like, is that the paper? Because she was covering up with the paper, you see. But she's able to sneak it up in the prison wallet. Or in a pocket, either one of those yeah, two. because Tony said when she's walking away, she opens her hand so I we know. can see she has I was like, I was like, this is such a director. I was like, now Gwyneth, when you walk out, pull the USB drive up to your face and open your palm and look at it. You know you have a fucking USB drive in your hand. You just put it in your hand. First of all, but there's But the no, audience has to see it. Women do not hide things in their prison wallet. They got a horse purse. Boobies. <laughs> boobs! They do have boobs, but if they're going to do that, they use their horse purse. They don't use their prison wallet. That's true. The first time she said that, I thought she said horse. <laughs> no, no. Horse. Horse. I got it now. You put it up and I'm horse. glad I got it now. Put it up horse. horse. Not horse. But really, she can't do that right no. now. She would drop and it into her yeah. bra. <laughs> That's probably it, yeah. But no, she had it in her hand. Yeah. She palmed it. Anyway. Um, where am I now? La, 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 la. So Obi goes right to the computer and sees that she logged into something. And goes to follow Pepper, but he, but she walks right to Agent Coulson because it's the 24th at 7 p.m. <laughs> yeah. They're supposed to be having the meeting. <laughs> that timing's okay. amazing. Yeah, right now. And she's like, we're supposed to have a meeting. She's like, yep. Let's Come go. On, let's I go. Like this. Bring like shield you're with the, you. You're getting the meeting of your life. She's I really like, hey, this. secret <laughs> agent man. Yes, with you. I'm with you. Because that guy's trying to kill me, and you're a U.S. agent. Not the U.S. agent. That's no. a completely different guy. She doesn't know that he... She just knows that he he's tried a, to have Tony killed. He, right. She doesn't know that he's going to try to kill her. That's a safe assumption. I mean, Once he knows what she did, that's yeah. a very safe assumption. Obi <laughs> sees her leave with Agent Coulson, and it's like... All right, well, the hell with this. He goes right to the kid from A Christmas Story and says, I need you to mineralize this. And the guy's like, I can't do that. It just can't be done. And that's when he gets mad. And Tech said, is impossible. Tony Stark made this in a cave with a box of scraps. He's like, I'm, I'm not, not Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. 
and this guy gets fired, and it really pisses him off so much that he'll attack in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. But we'll get to that. I actually like that. I thought that was a good callback. Yeah. But, uh... I like continuity like that. But this there's, is... There's little things. There's... Then Obi goes to Tony Stark's house. And this is when I said, how did he get there so fast? Because Pepper hasn't even called Tony and said... I got the stuff. <laughs> well, why is this the kid from a Christmas store mad at Tony Stark, who was locked out of his own company at this point, got yelled at by Obi? He was jealous of him. But shouldn't he have gone after Obi, who's dead? Well, Obi's dead. dead. I mean, yeah. No, no. He's, he's not, not mad necessarily at Tony Stark. He's mad because he's not getting the recognition for his work. Go back, watch that again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll threaten you with the good stuff. <laughs> so at the pulsers. <laughs> All right, so at um, at home, Tony's on the phone with Pepper when Obi paralyzes him from behind and tells him all the evil things that he's done and he's going to do. And I can't believe he almost killed the Golden Goose, but the Golden Goose had one more golden egg to give and rips the arc reactor out through his chest, doesn't even move his shirt. I said something to Tony at off. some point. I said... Do you think Tony Stark has all his shirts tailored now to have this hole in them? Because <laughs> it would seem to me that you would just put your shirt on and you could see the lights underneath right. your shirt. But no, it's sticking out of all his clothes. Especially for somebody... Somebody got I, paid to, to put a circle in all of his clothes. I think it's because if it's what powers the suit, it has to connect to the suit so he couldn't have fabric in front of it. It's just funny for somebody that's technically hiding this. He's like, here it is. <laughs> Don't look at it. Well, in, My eyes in, are up here. In, the, in movies after this, you always see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, after, like he says, in five or ten years, everybody's going to have them anyway, so it doesn't matter. But it, it, for a good couple years, he's the na- only name in fucking clean energy, like he says. Um, and Obi says, uh, just because you have an idea doesn't mean it belongs to you. That's some cold shit right there. That's some, that's some government shit right there. Ooh, that is, that some, is government some government shit. shit. I was reading reviews after John said that he didn't want to read to reviews, and a lot of the negative reviews thought this was military propaganda, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> See that? Anyway, so we learned that Obi has... I don't think this, a, I don't think this is teaching us that the military <laughs> is good and that um, <laughs> Arabs are bad, which is what they were saying in the reviews. You know, the Arabs are bad, the Ten Rings are bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which... And they kind of specifically did admit, like... And they're they, not Arab, as um, Jensen said, they're I from know. all over. I know. They made it a point to say they're not from anywhere, they're I from know. everywhere. I'm not arguing that, area. I'm not arguing that fact. I'm agreeing with you 100%. I just thought, I just was pointing out that... That that's what the bad reviewers yeah, took and from this. Yeah, and people thought it was boring. So Obi tells <laughs> Tony that he's built his own suit, it's not as elegant as his... Too bad you got Pepper involved. I would have preferred for her that she lived. So he's going to kill her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so Pepper calls Rhodey in a panic mm-hmm. because... She can't get hold of Tony. Tony. And she can't leave because S.H.I.E.L.D. has her in custody now. Mm-hmm. And she's Pepper. Right. Mm-hmm. A woman who walks around in Louis Vuitton heels everywhere. <laughs> she ain't getting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that I mean, she's out. going with them and showing them things. And yeah, but they're places. not just going to drive her but, wherever yeah. she wants. Yeah, she's, 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 <laughs> she's not going to go check on Tony. <laughs> she, does, she doesn't know, but she's not free to leave. Yeah. She's, no, she's not. She's like, all right, I'm going to go. She's no. in custody. She's in custody. <laughs> I don't know if she knows it or not, but she's... She's in yeah, custody. Like, hey, Mia, come with me. No, I'm going to go. Yeah. Protective custody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's for your own protection. 
So Tony, without an arc reactor, is dying and heads to the garage to find the Mark I reactor, but can't quite get to it in time and almost dies until Dummy is a good boy and hands him the arc reactor that's in the case. Aww. And he puts it in his chest He's and takes it He's not dumb nap. after all. Yep. So we cut to Obi, who's putting the arc reactor in his gigantic, huge suit. Um, Rhodey heads to Tony's house and finds him on the floor. Tony asks about Pepper. He says, well, he, she's with five agents. She's not allowed to leave. <laughs> Where's she going? Nowhere. Nowhere. Um, and she says, with five agents. And Tony says, that's not going to be enough. Yeah, they've gone to arrest... Obadiah, Obadiah, and he's like, oh, that's not good. Yeah, it's not happening. So they go to arrest Obi. 50 wouldn't be enough. <laughs> and they're in um, Sector 16, which is where his secret stuff is. I'm not stuff putting is. my super secret lab right under your arc reactor and hiding it behind a door that I label Sector, Sector? Sector hey, yeah. 16. Like, that just is asking for someone to so come and notice Pepper my tries to open lab. this door and is like, my access isn't working. Your access? Well, you probably never had access to this door. <laughs> this has probably been his super secret stash room all because along. she's Tony Stark's assistant, she's she, just always had access wherever she wanted to go. With yes, right. but she definitely she has the same access charge. that he does because she's yeah. the one that keeps his life going. Because <laughs> she probably doesn't have an access card. That's what her job is, is open doors. <laughs> and now that Obadiah's in charge, he's got everything on lock because he's building secret He suits. probably always had this room was his. And no one ever went in there because it was his room. Tony didn't give a shit. Yeah. So Colson, because he's not known for building shit like Tony is. So Colson doesn't like, give a fuck what Obadiah's doing. I mean, he could have a secret room, room like uh, yeah, Tom right. Cruise like, in Rock of Ages, and there's just a pool and chicks everywhere. <laughs> but Colson's like, let me try mine, and she's like, is that a secret thing that the lock? No, you dummy. Like, it is bullets. <laughs> Nobody thought that. No, no one. The day you saw this run, it was a super secret. It's bomb. Yeah. She's <laughs> dumb. It goes boom. She's not a smart lady, Pepper Potts. So Obi fires up his suit. Tony fires up his suit. Tony takes off through the hole in the roof instead of using a door, which Elaine found upsetting. Like, why wouldn't you go out the garage door? Because there's a hole in the ceiling. This is where he's been going. I mean, wouldn't it be fucking drafty? <laughs> the They're probably got birds and the shit The first time he left, now. he goes out the it tunnel in the garage. The yeah. And then <laughs> every other time he just goes... Why are you just leaving this big hole in your ceiling? It's driving me crazy. Because he doesn't care. I care. And it's not that drafty. It's Malibu. <laughs> You've got a lot of expensive equipment down there. What if it rains? What if it rains? Malibu. All right, anyway. It rains in Malibu. Malibu Barbie. All right, so we see Rhodey looking at the another suit. It says, next time, baby. It's like, well, you can't have it now. There's two arc reactors in the world, and they're both currently in use. Gotta wait for Tones to make another one. You think Tony can't make another tiny arc reactor? Oh, he he will. will, but not. He but makes he 47. He Which makes. Why he after this movie, he makes more, so he has spares. <laughs> he learns that lesson. At least 47. Mm hmm. 42. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's that. So, we find the Mark I suit, and Pepper's like, oh, we knew he said he was building a suit. I thought it'd be bigger. And then she walks. Into the great by and by where there's just chains hanging out. She she's looking and it looks like something was hanging there. And, and I, she I keeps think she's hearing a noise. She keeps hearing a noise like maybe somebody's hiding there. You know what? I'm not investigating. You know what you do? You send the goddamn agents. Hey, I'm not yeah. I feel like the shield agents should have had cooler weapons than guns. You know, 
My now. stance is I'd be outside the door. You guys can investigate. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because she's a character. Taco's she good wouldn't be involved I'm getting in any out of this. the way. Taco is Y'all good at well, It's like an Iron Man 2 where the, you know, the hammer tech, the, the drones are attacking. And suddenly she's directing traffic yeah. of what everybody needs to do. It's this like, is who the fuck would listen to her? In the first movie, there's a big difference between Pepper and in the second movie's Pepper. She's completely different because this, she's very much the damsel in distress. And the second one, people are taking direction from her in a crisis situation. She becomes the CEO of a company. Yes, but still, in a crisis situation, you know who you don't want to hear from? Elon Musk. No, but I'm just... Put that motherfucker in the back of the bus. They wrote this character with completely different agency. In this movie, she is very much just your typical damsel in distress, which is... You can see how much times have changed because it's kind of noticeable that she's just very... <laughs> all right. Well, well this is pre all that. Yes. Yeah. No. It's, so we see. This is this is old. She walks it's right old into movie. the Ironmonger, which is his name in this. Mm-hmm, I know. And mm-hmm. I know she's running in heels, but this is some of the worst fucking running I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> really? Yes. It is terrible. Since uh, Jurassic World. Since Jurassic World, where Ooh. she's running in heels. All right, first of all, kick off your goddamn shoes, ladies. Let's move. It's very difficult to run in heels. I uh, know. She's running from an a Do giant. You, have you ever tried thing. to run in heels? Yes. What? No. <laughs> you don't know what I do when you're not home. <laughs> None of my heels I are that I high. can't even walk in heels anymore. I haven't I worn heels in years. I have a very so, hard time, especially now that I have the bad toe. <laughs> so Tony asked Jarvis how his Mark I chess piece is going to work, and he's like, well, probably not too good. And he calls Pepper to inform her, and she's like, um, Obadiah has lost his mind, and he's going to kill us all. Mm-hmm. That sounds like her. It was a direct. Tony, save me! And her colors are blush and bashful. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, Obi finds Pepper and is about to kill her and says, Your services are no longer required, you deadite. I love Jeff Bridges. He's so unhinged. And he's about to shoot her. It's real Dennis Hopper energy in this. Yeah, he's got that. Tony comes in yelling, Stay! And tackles him into traffic where they kill a bunch of people. Yeah, they fucking do. Like this is is OG MCU where life is cheap and they kill a bunch of motherfuckers. Um, So they play catch with a couple cars. Mm -hmm. And this woman decides to hit the gas as a man is holding her car. And then she's runs just him panicking. over. She's, she's pan- just panicking. Don't do that. <laughs> Ladies, fellas, everybody. And everybody knows you would have put the car in reverse. You're trying to get away. I'm not running over him. That's going to hurt my car. <laughs> he bench pressed your car. Anyway. There was, so I would like to be able to drive away. I'm not running over this, this suit dude who just picked my car up. So as they're fighting, um, see, Tony had told Brody, go and you know keep the mission control, the skies clear. So Mission Control, who's evidently Mission Control for the entire world. These yeah. are the same guys who are covering the I mirror. can't afford extra actors. This is a self-funded movie. It's the government. They do everything. You know? <laughs> they have these one guys. That Plus, can... they have that really cool guy. What is his name? I'm going to find him. Okay. Because he's, um, he's in everything. Yeah, he's that guy in everything. Uh, he says, hey, what is going on over there? And, he's, and Rhodey walks in and she has a training exercise. 
Yeah, because they won't scramble jets on him. Mm -hmm. like, no, no. Jarvis tells Tony that his suit is running out of juice, and he decides, you know what? Well, we've got to end this now. It starts to climb. And Obadiah's like, you're not leaving. And he starts to chase him. So they go higher, yeah, higher, higher, higher. boosters in his suit, too. He's like, I've improved your suit in every way. And he's like, really? How'd you solve that icing problem? What? He goes, icing problem? He goes, you might want to look into it. Just as his suit freezes over and bumps him in the this head. This guy. The plays Major Allen. That's him. Tim Gurney. Mm -hmm. God, he's so good. He's in all kinds of fucking shit. He's a great character actor. So then they fall to Earth, and our monger's fine. Rapsiman is about to kill Iron Man and crush him until he deploys flares, which evidently really upsets the Iron Monger. Like, <laughs> he can't handle the smoke. I don't know. Lights flashing. It's Maybe almost he's... like a flashbang from Batman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony tells Pepper, hey, I can't do anything. You need to blow the roof. You need to put the arc reactor in reverse and hit the thrust. She's like, it appears to be made out of electricity. Not wrong. But no, she actually uh, does her thing. She's like, but you'll die. Do it anyway. Wait till I get clear and then hit it. But then he tells her to hit it before he's gotten clear. Well, Tony attacks the guy, his his suit, and pulls out his guidance system. And Obi throws him through the glass and starts shooting at him. But now he's like, you mess with my tracking, you little shit. Hold still. And does what all bad guys do and gives a speech. Mm-hmm. Um, he also plays Major Allen in Iron Man, too. There you go. Um, you said you finally made your father proud. And then Tony's like, will you blow the goddamn roof? But you'll <laughs> die. So then she blows the roof, killing Stain and knocking Tony to a safe distance. Mm -hmm. So he's fine. <laughs> this guy is like in every TV show ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Um, so we cut to Rhodey giving a press conference. And Coulson gives Tony his alibi on some business cards. Business he was cards, on a yacht. Cue cards. Mm -hmm. it's like and on a yacht. sworn statements from 50 of his guests. Like, we're shield. We'll make shit disappear. Don't and worry. he yeah. says... Couldn't it have been just me and Pepper? Hey. And she's not having that. But the guy in the suit was just a bodyguard. And he's like, a bodyguard? And he's like, well, what, there's nothing in here about Obi. He's like, oh, well, he's on vacation. Planes crash all the time. He's like, trust us. We're S.H.I.E.L.D. He's like, all right, well, shit. Then he goes out there, and Christina, they say he's not going to take questions, and she butts right in. Right out. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that as a man in a suit, he's like, well, it's one thing to question the statement, another to call me a superhero. She's like, I never called a superhero. No? Well, the truth is, the truth is, I am Iron Man. I am Iron Man. I want you to know that the guy that plays Major Allen is a welcome back to the podcast. He was on previous episodes, Blade and Vampires. Hmm. I mean, dude isn't everything. <laughs> He's had one to five episodes of pretty much every TV show on the planet. Even Blood Drive? I said every TV show, yep. <laughs> every single one? Probably not Blood Drive. Ugh, I can't even think about that show. That show All right. really good. It has a vampire well, car in it. And the, there is a post-credit scene. Okay. <laughs> you haven't seen it yet. The post-credit scene Sometimes. is... Uh, Nick care. Fury. So Tony walks into his house and is like, Jarvis, and it doesn't work. And he sees Jarvis is like, oh. and he sees Nick Fury. And he's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm Nick Fury." Like one of those wavy things that somebody turned. <laughs> he says, "I'm Nick Fury, motherfucker." Like, we're gonna make some shit. Avengers, Avengers initiative. Yep. Tony was like, "All right, we're watching the Avengers now." This was at like 
I don't know, 4.50. <laughs> All right. We had to be here at 6. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> it's like, well, what do you watch now? Iron Man 2, Avengers? Avengers. Tony goes to Avengers. Uh-huh. All right, so what'd you think, Carly? Oh, me first. chronologically, Iron Man 2. All I right. Know, but we just watched it. My fair, so. favorite character was Yinsen. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's a choice. He was a good person. He was. As far as we know. My least favorite character was Christina. Uh-huh. <laughs> she got on my nerves every time she was on the screen. Actually, I like like every character in this movie. Even Jeff Bridges is great. He's a really good bad guy. Even the Ten Rings dudes. I liked the way like they. I thought they all did a good job. Yeah. I didn't hate anybody. And she was the person I hated the most. And while he ends up being like a really big bad guy, there's probably a version of this movie where you see it from Jeff Bridges' point of view, or that. And you're like, I kind of get it. Yeah. He starts kind of an asshole and he's ruining so, your life. <laughs> a good bad guy has got to believe that he's right. Right, right. And mm-hmm. Obadiah was right. right. Just mm-hmm. like Thanos was right. Oh, I think. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Every single person on the planet is on Team Thanos. We just don't want, as long as we get to pick who gets snapped. Right. <laughs> Every single person is on Team Thanos as long as they get to pick who gets snapped. So the snap burn of the snappy. Favorite scenes were Tony trying new parts and suit bits and failing and ruining shit in his house. Um, my favorite tertiary object was Dummy, the robot with the fire extinguisher. And my favorite line was uh, when um, he says to Pepper later in the movie, do you think about that night? And she's like, oh, you mean that night that we danced? And then we went up on the roof and you left to get drinks and you never came back. <laughs> Because, like, he thinks of it as a fond memory, and she's like, you fucking ditched me on the roof. <laughs> this is the moment where I quit my job, I moved to Brazil, I changed my name to Martha. Why did you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give it a yay. It's not the one I would go to. I like Iron Man 2 better, but it's, uh, it's not bad. And if Tony's watching it, I'm not going to... Leave the room. You like turn it off. <laughs> Very often, I'm doing a puzzle and listening to the movie. So, <laughs> all right, Tony, what you think? My uh, guaranteed yay. Let's see. <laughs> favorite characters were Stark and Jensen. Least favorite character was Rhodes. I don't like him mm-hmm. in this. <laughs> My favorite line is, "You've been called the Da Vinci of our time." That's ridiculous. I don't paint. What about Merchant of Death? That's not bad. <laughs> My favorite is that your scene? favorite line? It was in the contention. <laughs> My favorite scene is Sam as Carly's. I love watching him work on stuff and, and develop the armor. I also liked when Dummy saved him. Uh, my favorite tertiary object was it was a tie like between like the Shelby Roadster and like the bikes. I tried to find out what the bikes were, but apparently nobody had figured out what bikes they were. But uh, those are fine. And uh, yeah, I'll give you this. Really good. Really good. It's better than that shit they're putting out now. Elaine? I was distracted. Did you yay or nay? I did. Okay. Though it is not my top choice. (laughs) Not her go-to Marvel, but... My favorite character is Iron Man. My least favorite character is Christine Everhart. My favorite scene is when he is fabricating the Mark II. My favorite tertiary object is his jukebox. Yeah. And my favorite line is when Obadiah Stane yells, Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> Sir, I'm not Tony Stark. 
actually a pretty good Jeff Bridges. I'm surprised you picked Iron Man as your favorite character. I mean, it's Iron Man. I'm surprised you didn't pick Jeff Bridges. <laughs> I feel like I could not pick the man perpetrating war crimes. But he was he, awesome. He, <laughs> I know. I do love this Jeff Bridges. And I don't really much care for Iron Man or for Robert Downey Jr., but this is a good movie. And, I mean, like... I understand why people like it. I understand why people love Iron Man. It's well acted. It's a great, I mean, it's a good start to Marvel. I didn't really know much about Iron Man, and I really enjoyed this when I watched it, and I don't really have a problem with it. It's just not ever going to be my go-to. I'm going to yay this movie. I thought this was going to suck when it came out, and I was wrong. I wrote, instead of Elaine, I wrote yay. Because <laughs> you're that excited. Yes. All right, well, my favorite character... Is Obadiah. No, oh. it's, uh, no it's Iron Man. <laughs> I mean, Come on. I'm mean, worried for a minute. <laughs> I mean, everybody's really great in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my least favorite character. That's why character... Christine's was one of least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I get why you picked Rhodey. <laughs> I almost picked Rhodey as my favorite character. <laughs> Rhodey's more like a tertiary object in this. He's not really in it. Yeah, he's not really in it enough. My least favorite character is Happy because he's criminally underused in this movie. He's barely in it. Yeah. And you notice that when you see how much he's in other movies, like wait, wait, he's not in this. It may be, it may be the script or whatever, but I didn't buy Rhodey and Stark as friends in this. Where I completely buy Rhodey and Stark as friends in the next two. Well, in, in everything else, in yeah. the trivia, it said one of the reasons that John Favreau and Terrence Howard had such a problem is that there wasn't really very much of a script, right. and most of the dialogue was made up on spot improv. Yeah, Adley. and. Jeff Bridges also had a big problem with it, but then he they kind of explained to him it was like a, a million-dollar student film, and yeah. then he just had fun with it. Yeah. But Terrence Howard had a real pro- hard time with that aspect What's hard of it. What's harder here for a film? Which some actors, they're just not... They're not improvers. They're just... They're yeah, yeah. And they don't need to be, because that's not their job, necessarily. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the lack of script. Sure, I mean. <laughs> Sorry. If you, got, if you don't mind. Yeah, I do mind. Throw some stuff out. See how it um, my favorite line is, Hi, Tony, do you remember me? I sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite tertiary object is his house. Yeah, it's... Because it's amazing. It's pretty amazing. And my favorite scene, I had a really hard time narrowing it down, so I picked the one between the opening credits and the end credits. Mm. Oh, okay. That is a good one. Just that one scene. <laughs> it, it, so you didn't like the after scene? It spoke to me. It spoke to me. No, I didn't like it. <laughs> Just, just those, just that little scene. And I'll give it the highest of yays. It is my favorite Iron Man. Um, a lot of people don't like this one as much as the other ones, but fuck you. Well, I mean, when I say I like two better, it's like by a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's not like Iron Man one's down here and two's just so much better. I just, it's I not like the Thor. Two's got a little bit more going on. Like the Iron Man are all, all good. Yeah. And they're all, you know, you, there's slightly variance whether you like them or not. But it's not like the Thor movies where there's big gaps in whether yeah. they're good or not. I feel like. I like the villains in the Iron Man movies way better than Iron Man. Like, and and Iron Man's good in this, and I'm, you know, he's my favorite character because he's the whole reason for this movie. Right. But Robert you Trump. like Stain. But I like and Iron Hammer. Man. And I like, <laughs> I like Hammer, and I loved fucking... Trevor Slattery. <laughs> I loved the Mandarin. I loved um, what he was doing in the second movie, what um, My Bird... Um, Jesus Christ, Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke was doing was fantastic. <laughs> you know, my bird. 
I love. <laughs> you knew who I meant. I knew who she meant too, but, but I, I like. They are, they are all good. I like Anton how Vanco. Ant- I Vanco, thank you. Oh no, no, no! His name is now my bird. I don't. I don't really like Iron Man three because I don't like the guy that's the bad guy. I love the Mandarin stuff, but the Aldrich like, Killian. Uh, Killian, I don't. Killian? Yeah. All right. Carly. He breathes fire. It's dumb. All right. And Pepper gets superpowers and then gets oh, rid of them. Nobody gets rid of superpowers. Under any circumstances. <laughs> well, maybe Rose. <laughs> but that's Please it. Please yeah. find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Wish John a happy birthday. And hey. give us your thoughts on next week. On the podcast. Is Tony's pick. Oh, shit, I gotta pick a movie. For John's birthday. What are you gifting John with this year? All right, I mean, so, I could have no idea. So there's a Pride and Prejudice version that came out. <laughs> this is Carly's birthday. I am going to continue with my last pick and uh, do 2016's Batman vs. Superman. Oh, we'll see about that. So why did you say that name? <laughs> That's cool. Foreshadowing. Mm. That was a use and it was great. <laughs> this is that song that uh, Tony started with me too. Okay. I'm going to turn it off now. Okay. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs>